everyone. Welcome back to the Film Buds podcast. This is episode number six, and my name is Henry. Uh, this is Braden. I'm Chloe. And today we're going to be reviewing Dunkirk, and then we're going to be doing a retro review of uh, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or Inception. It's already a class. Inception. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, it's pretty retro view. It is a World War II film, so you can't get much more retro than that. Yeah. So. Um, uh, Inception is what I mean. Inception. Um, so we were going to do Saving Private Ryan, but then we realized it's two World War II movies, and it's just going to be talking about a lot of the same things, even though that'd be a cool movie to talk about at some point. Um, so sorry for all the people who wanted to have that reviewed. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But hopefully Inception will be a, a good one. Um, then we're going to be talking about a lot of the new trailers from Comic-Con um, and some other jazz. So it's going to be really cool. Uh, well, how are y'all doing today, by the way? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I indulge myself in my Egg McMuffin habit, so I'm... Doing okay for the time being. So, yeah. Until I Jones for another one, then I'll have to get my fix later. But, nice. Uh, I right now I'm doing okay. Good. I, I had a a little bit of a smoothie before I started, so that's cool. I set a wasps wasps nest on fire with a bunch of campers <laughs> watching. <laughs> oh really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we used like kerosene and everything. It was really cool. Oh, old school. And then in honor of it, we had s'mores for snack. The kids really liked celebration. To celebrate yeah. the burning wasps. Yeah, fire. Just to make it. There's look something there. Uh, symbolism of some sort: burning yeah. wasps and eating s'mores. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> did, did you dance around it as it was happening? No. <laughs> kind of doing the s'mores. There, there was no dancing for <laughs> s'mores, but just wanted to ask. <laughs> uh. uh yeah, so I'm doing fine. I have two days off now, so that's nice. Very nice. Uh, Brayden, you have to work tonight? Tonight, no. Tonight's one of my nights off. I work tomorrow night, and then I got a couple days off, and then I get the the double whammy Saturday-Sunday shift. All yeah. This is super-duper fun. Yeah. So. Um, oh, uh, for all the hardcore listeners out there, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so last week we had a little brief discussion beforehand about um, breath, <laughs> <laughs> about people uh, eat, living off the air, and Brayden said it was utter nonsense. I still think it's utter nonsense. Um, so I did a little research on Wikipedia, and there is apparently uh, real people or a, a belief in this or a practice yeah. that's called, they're called breath Aryans. <laughs> <laughs> Genius name. Um, <laughs> Oxygen and but, but it's also um, also known as anedia, which is Latin for fasting. Okay, um, so they admit that they're not actually eating anything. Right. Yeah. All right. And so, <laughs> ap- apparently, there are. Um, it's like in some religions, it's apparently a practice, but it's a real thing. So now you know. I still just because didn't your teacher ever tell you not to use Wikipedia as like a source? Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> Don't, all about Wikipedia. Don't ever this. use Wikipedia as a source. If anybody ever used it, when I was teaching for a little while, I always told my students, if anybody, if I see anybody actually cite Wikipedia yeah. in their paper, that's an F outright. Oh, I was never dumb enough to cite it. I would use it and then, like, just type in 
the subject like air eaters and then use a different I mean the only way the only real reason that you would use Wikipedia is if you're out with somebody right. and you want to sort of surreptitiously check something under the table so you can quote somebody make yourself seem smart, smart right yeah so you just look under the table and you talk about you know Oh, Marxist theory, blah, 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 blah. And you sit and read it while they don't know that you're sitting and reading it. They so. just think you're really Anyhow. rude. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> so now we have that done. It's all <laughs> solved. Uh, that's good. I'm glad we did that. Yeah. I mean, what the, the, I would, I would be curious as to what the mortality rate is for these people. <laughs> Compared Speaking to of people on a normal well, apparently there are. Was that a good sub? That's a good segue for Dunkirk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, apparently it's like, it's not. I mean, it doesn't do much for your body. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. So I mean, it's a practice that you kind of have to. You gotta know the consequences of. So. I mean. <laughs> I, don't, I'm, I'm, I still don't understand how people would choose this lifestyle because I mean, the, the five-year-old kids understand if I don't eat anything, I die. <laughs> they are eating something. They're eating air. Yeah. They're just it's, repurposing. <sighs> mm. That's lunch. That one tasted like s'mores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I could have been eating off like your egg McMuffin. I could have just. <sighs> yeah. I, I had. <laughs> I don't know that there is such a thing as aerosolized nutrients. You know, maybe that's something we should tap into. Maybe not. No, I was gonna say I should, we should we should take empty like deodorant cans. And <laughs> deodorant cans. <laughs> yeah. And then you 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 put some food through a blender. Yeah. And then you put it in the aerosol can, and then you can spray it in the air. Ooh. You know. So it's a whole line of food products for these breathitarians or whatever they're called. I think it's breatharians. Breatharians. Sorry to all the breatharians out there. Um, You're going to get some hate letters, some hate mail letters. If they want to come and pick a fist fight with me, I'm perfectly okay with that. Probably they'd be too weak to fight. Exactly. That's the point. So That's true. Um... Oh yeah, I had some really rude customers over the weekend. Really? At work, like overly. Like there's a woman who came in at six fifty nine. We closed it at seven yeah. o'clock, um, and bought in uh, small bags of every single type of coffee. <laughs> what? Yes, and I was I was literally mopping around her. All the music was off. Everyone was gone, and she just was determined to get all of her coffee. And then at seven fifteen, she was like, "Are y'all still doing drinks?" And we're like, "No." no. Nope. You said uh, no? Yeah, we were, were closed. We, we yeah. shut everything down. O'clock. Yeah, we had shut everything down for one thing, and we also weren't going to serve a rude lady. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but she has the stuff to make her own drinks now. She yeah, she bought. and make her own coffee. One of every single type of coffee. So go home and brew some coffee. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. And the, the thing is, she came back the next day because Anna was talking to her. Uh, talking about that situation with my coworker, as like speak of the devil and she shall appear <laughs> she showed up like five minutes after that oh my gosh and i was hoping that she would be like oh let me leave a tip for what i did last night but nope she just wanted all the stuff on her membership card that's all <gasps> i was like get out of here oh. <laughs> um that's so rude yeah 
Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was my weekend. That's um, not fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Usually it's the weekends. Uh, honestly, the theater, the past couple weekends haven't been the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> for a few weeks before that, we'd had a succession of really out there people, but this past weekend was actually relatively tame, all mm-hmm. things considered. So yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't awful. There's, there's nothing really that sticks out in my memory as a, as a terrible, terrible episode. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll have some juicy gossip next week. I don't know. So, um, hey, there you go. You know, every yeah. once in a while you, you, you get, you get a crew of people that are somewhat civil, act like it. human beings and get their urine in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, two, two the types end. of people. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, Chloe, do you have anything? Oh, we should mention, so, probably not, but Chloe may have to leave somewhat. Yeah. Um, later on in the show just for, for her work, and so. Yeah, I'm we'll, skipping right now. Yeah, we'll, Ugh. yeah, we'll, we'll make a point if that happens, but just so you know. You won't know. In case she. It'll be fine. And I'll, if all of a sudden you start, stop hearing from her, <laughs> she's fine. If you don't hear the mention of Harry Styles, then I'm gone. Yeah, y- y- you're done. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, anything else y'all wanna get out before we? No, I'm just thinking about Harry Styles, so I'm so ready. Okay. Yeah. This is this is gonna be huge. Um. All right. So, let's get into our review of Dunkirk. Uh, and we've got a clip. Let's take a listen. The call went out. We have to go to Dunkirk. Ready on the stern line. What are you doing? You know where we're going. Into war, George. I'll be useful, sir. One of ours. He's on me. I'm on him. The ship's about to leave. Send more ships. Every hour the enemy pushes closer. We've activated the civilian boats. Civilians? We need destroyers. Okay, so uh, Dunkirk is directed by Christopher Nolan, stars Tom Hardy, Mark Rylance, Harry Styles, Kenneth Branagh, and Killian Murphy. And that kid. The new kid. White. Don't, don't know his name. Ian? Uh, and stars White. and stars Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Ian um, and the IMDb plot synopsis is: Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire, and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War Two. Um, so what? It's not Ian. His name is Finn or Fionn. All right. So uh, just stars Ian and Fionn. <laughs> 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 uh, um, uh, what did y'all think of Dunkirk? Who wants to go first? Chloe? I don't want to go first. I liked it. Because then you're going to be like, uh, I liked it. I liked <laughs> a lot of it. It was really pretty. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked the social stuff. It wasn't... I'm not into the action, I guess. So I wasn't... Oof. I love the action. Oof. I know. 
Um, sorry. <laughs> I can't read my notebook. My handwriting is so bad I can't read my notes. It's too far away. I don't give it 10 stars out of 5 like everybody else. Oof. All I right. Probably, All right. Probably 4. Uh, Brayden, what did you think? Uh, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really good. The, the cinematography was spectacular. Yeah. Um, I liked that there was more emphasis placed on, on tension. So the, the white knuckle experience came from the, the buildup of, of tension, the feeling of anxiety yeah. rather than the action sequences themselves. The action sequences were, uh, largely underwhelming. Yeah. Which I think was the point. He didn't. He didn't embellish anything with CG. He didn't use any CG at all, so far as I know. He used a bunch of cardboard cutouts. Yeah, that's what he used. Cardboard cutouts <laughs> and, Old and practical effects, and um, and so again, the the all of the action sequences were what you would expect from, I guess, a conflict in that in that era. Yeah. And so he didn't he didn't try to make it into something bigger. Um, it, it maintained sort of the gritty feel, and the tension was from what is going to happen next. It's it's the, it's all these very long lingering shots of soldiers, you know, hundreds, thousands of soldiers hanging out on a beach. And you don't know, you know, are the Germans going to come over the hill? Is there going to be another bombing strafe by a, or strafing run, bombing run by a, a German plane? what's going to happen next and so um you know the, the the very tight very terse very sort of sparse uh dialogue sort of added to that because it was you know everybody sort of standing around and you know kenneth branagh mark rylance they would say oh over there over there over that over that ridge over there <laughs> you know, look at that here they come and then it would cut to something else immediately and it's so it was a very much a, a building of tension in every sense and um, sort of the one thing I remember about this I've, I've never served myself but the few people I know in the who have served in the military always talk about the whole concept of hurry up and wait yeah and that's kind of what I got from this is it was sort of hurry up and wait mm -hmm. uh, and it goes a long way I think towards building this tension this anxiety that that permeates the film mm -hmm. so well, I absolutely loved the movie. We know. Um, <laughs> seen it twice now. Really? Um, yeah, well, I saw... I was going to go a second time no matter what, but then Chloe was going with her sister, and they invited me, and so I said, I'm, I'm in. So yep. we, I went um, Saturday night, I guess, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, Last again, seat in the theater. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, although there's a, an asshole on his phone next to me. No, uh. Yeah. Really? And the guy who was checking his watch... With, which had the illuminated one, like the mm -hmm. um, dig, the analog one or the digital one, and he um, it's maybe he was he was so caught up in the movie he was like oh god they only have twenty minutes of fuel yeah, left yeah exactly oh, no. I get it that's why I was hoping for so. next to me was a jerk face who kept talking but it was my friend Connor so oh, I couldn't do anything about damn it, it Connor. that's even more reason to do punch him in the face no, <laughs> no I did no, hit him a lot like but he's already on crutches. Oh. oh, so. Oh, well, hit him with the crutches then. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, I loved, I mean, I'm a huge World War II history fan, and so I have a soft spot for it. I and know I, quite a lot about it. Yeah, I really like Christopher Nolan. I love Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I thought, 
all the practical effects, like there's real dog fights. Yeah. yeah. Um, like thousands of extras on the beach. Including a bunch of cardboard cutouts. It's my favorite fact of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> indeed. Well, um, when he goes for practical effects, he goes for practical effects. So. Yeah. He puts them on the beach. Except putting cardboard next to the ocean. How practical is that, really? Well, talk about he puts them on the beach, and then he packs up his film equipment, and then he takes, <laughs> takes the extras home with him, you know. Um, oh, and then also there was, apparently this movie had the largest assembly of ships and boats for a movie ever. Yeah. And there was at one time 60-plus boats at one, really? one point. I was watching this, so I was wondering, how many of these vintage, antique, historically significant ships did he sink capsize well yeah. there was a rumor before the movie came out that he Scuttle. was he That's was planning on just crashing a old plane like a historic plane but i don't think i feel like he wouldn't do that or it would have the ability to do that well that's that's the other thing i was wondering is is the spitfires that they were flying around they're in real were yeah they were very much accurate were mm-hmm. they just reproductions no they were real they were I real yeah. he spent a bunch of money on them. Yeah. I was going to say, because those are historically significant. Those are, you know, yeah. belonging to the Smithsonian type of thing. And here he is running them into the water. I know. It makes me nervous. I was thinking about when I was watching. I was like, oh, this is so expensive. Yeah. Like, have you seen Demolition with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes. There's one part. This came out a long time ago, so you're fine if you haven't seen it. It's your own fault. Like two years but, like, ago. Yeah. But there's one part where he's just wrecking this kitchen. Oh, I love that. That's like, so cool. Just like, oh, it makes me shudder. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I loved any, I really enjoyed the action, even though it's like kind of subdued. I really liked it, especially the dog fights. I like the subdued yeah. action. But yeah. I preferred the social part, which I think is more impressive that you connected so much with all these characters. Yeah. At least I did, like you really cared about them. And you only one, yeah. learn one person's name. Everyone else you don't know the name of. That's true. So even that's even more impressive. Which person was that? George. It's, well, there was George. That's not a spoiler. The spoiler thing uh, you don't learn anyone else's name over. Okay. George. Whose name? The, 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 the kid. kid. Oh. Well, yeah. you do learn the other pilot, not Tom Hardy's character, but his wingman, oh. Collins. Uh, uh, who cares about Collins? Yeah. <laughs> I care about Collins. I care about George. Yeah. Collins ends up on the boat with George. That's true. Oh, I like him. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, He's the, like... Fake Michael Fassbender. I like him. Sure. Fake Michael Fassbender. When I saw him, I said, oh, it's Scottish Michael Fassbender. Scottish Michael Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, so I love the sound in the movie. is amazing. Pe- like, did you hear that thing that probably you did because everyone heard it, that it was louder than apparently actual Dunkirk? That's no. what all the Yeah, all the veterans who went to see it were like, it was. I don't want to do their voice, but because I can't, I don't know what they sound like. They're like it was louder than the actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like whenever there's a plane flying over and you get that hissing sound, that like screeching, yeah. that's it's almost like a horror sound in a way because it's like flying yeah. right over the soldiers and the violin and then, too. Hans went in. Yeah. The, like, oh yeah. He's so Hansy. Yeah. Um, and and the score is great too. I mean, it's constant, which I, th- I think could wear on some people. Yeah, like I it's, like it. Yeah, I do too. I thought it was good. It put me a lot in the mind of, uh, who was it, the Johnny Greenwoody soundtrack for jo- the Master? Yeah. 
which incidentally the film itself put me a lot in the mind of the master. So it's just my least favorite movie of all time. Really? Why? That Why? and uh, Under the Skin. I hate both of those Oh, my movies. God. Oh, I love both of those <laughs> films. They're both genius. In fact, uh, The Master probably is my f- the only PTA film that I really, really like. Because wow. Inherent Vice didn't do oh, a lot I love for it. me. Uh, there Will Be Blood. Love that one, too. Was pretty that. good, but, uh, you know, we've, we've had the <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis discussion before. I yeah. won't rehash that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard it because I've listened to all the podcasts. Oh, thank you, Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, really, honestly, the only film I can think of that I ever walked out of was Magnolia. So maybe my sensibilities have changed. I walked but... out of Percy Jackson when I was like 12. Percy Jackson? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that one. Brilliant film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, like, all, like the sounds of the ships and the planes. Like, see this in the theater if you can, even if you're not a... Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, like... You have to. If you're someone who doesn't see movies often, but you can't decide which one to go see... This one. See this one. Yeah. You have to. It's, it's, well, it's just beautiful to look at. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny that the, the people who actually were survivors of Dunkirk said it's a lot, because the one thing about it is, yes, sound effects, but it, he didn't really... It's not... It, it, he doesn't overdo the sound effects. He didn't. He didn't go out of out of out of bounds with the special effects, the visual effects, and he didn't overdo the sound effects either. Yeah. So uh, maybe it was actually louder than than he seemed, but he at least tried to keep it rather than going for like massive explosions and it's ears true. shattering, mm-hmm. sonic booms. Yeah, it was you know little dinky bombs, and they yeah. would blow a hole in the walkway. And you'd see some shrapnel yeah. fly, but it wasn't as though there was giant billowing clouds of smoke and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, also, the veterans of Dunkirk are probably more sensitive now. Like, they're probably like, the theater was colder than that water. <laughs> well, yeah, let's, let's not get started on geriatric movie. Uh, well, I just saw um, an article about there was a Dunkirk veteran who went and saw the movie but and caused a scene because he said... I never, I mean, it was, this is kind of like a sad thing, but he said, I never, ever wanted to experience that again. Aww. And he was like, it was so intense. And That's so sad. Yeah. Well, that I is, think yeah. a good movie, though. Yeah, I, I think that was the same thing with Saving Private Ryan. Like, some veterans who, who went and saw that, they had to leave in that opening scene. Cause right, because it was, it was so, too close to home. Yeah. It reminded them too much. I mean, that's, that's terrible that they have to be reminded of that. But at the same time, um, for a filmmaker to elicit that kind of response i don't think it was obviously not intended they don't want to cause these people pain yeah but if if they can accurately portray something to that extent then that's that that is a um that's about as i don't know cinema verite Mm -hmm. kind of in a sense it's um but yeah so if if and you can't if you can't decide what movie to go see see this one if you can it's so beautiful yeah like aside from everything it's really intense yeah the dogfight scenes, I thought, were they're great. amazing. I mean, talk about tension and anxiety. Exactly, yeah. Because it's it's not it's not it's not the dogfight scenes that you see in a lot of these, you know, where everybody's zipping around and pulling big loopy. It's loops like one one v one. It's yeah. I mean, you know? he's sitting, he's playing. He swerves a little bit to the left, then he swerves a little bit to the right, then he's checking his rearview mirror, then he's trying to see if somebody's coming at him out of the sun, mm-hmm. and then the whole time it's not, you You don't hear constant rat-a-tat-tat of machine guns and the screech of air on the hull. No, it's just sort of 
I go a little left. I go a little right. <laughs> I pull my triggers. Flying is easy. That's why I learned so from this movie. Flying is so easy. Um, I think of it as a lot of things before I think of it as a war movie. Oh, yeah. It's really more of a survival film. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's it's... and it almost plays out like a horror movie at times too. Yeah, like with the um, like well, if... and the characters, the, the way the characters act. Yeah, some people need to calm down. Mm-hmm. That's like... like take a chill pill. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you think horror movies are dead, go see Dunkirk. Yeah, that's the, true. Yeah, that's true. all you need. It's definitely thrill. He loves he Christopher Nolan just does his thing over and over again, but he recreates it mm-hmm. every time. Um. Yeah. Uh. Oh, and I really like the structure. Brayden, we were, we were talking about this Ugh. last night. I really enjoyed the structure. Chloe, did you I not like it? I do without it. I thought... You mean... Yeah. The th- so it, I don't know this, how to... Yeah. This isn't a spoiler, but it's divided in, in, into three sections. Oh, well, I like that. <laughs> okay, then what, do you, what are you talking about? Christopher Nolan, I feel like he sometimes can overdo it in wanting to make things complicated. He yeah. tries to it's, do things... Well, because his movies play out like montages. Yeah. Yeah, this is essentially just, like an hour and forty minute montage. But you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm like agreeing with you. I think like I can't. It was so unnecessary. Hmm. Is this fun for everybody listening? No. It's very fun. I Don't. think. <laughs> I can. I think I can speak for all those all the listeners. Yeah. So. I just don't. No, just a little too much. I enjoyed it. Um, it's like Chanel said. You look at your outfit and then you take off one accessory and you're ready to leave. Maybe he did take off one accessory. Christopher Nolan needs to take off another one. <laughs> well, compared to some of his other films, this was actually pretty... Straightforward. Straightforward. Yeah, I know. Compared That's to... why, exactly, and it was so beautiful. Yeah. It was so straightforward, and then yeah. there was that little bit that was confusing. Yeah. Which little bit was that? Temporally... Are you talking about the chronology, or sort of the chronology, yeah. or the time? Yeah, time within the film was a little weird, and it would have bothered me a lot more, if not for the fact that, first of all, the story, the story is sort of self You know... Yeah what's going to happen with the Dunkirk episode. This is a historical thing. And it's not a story-slash-dialogue-driven film. Right. It's more about that that tension, that anxiety of, are we going to get off the beach? How is that going to happen? Where are the Germans? Are the Germans coming? So um, if it were more dialogue-driven, if it were more story-driven, that would have really chapped my hide. Yeah. But... (laughs) Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, because it was a, a more visual sort of film, yeah. and he tr- was trying to convey this this tension through a uh, visual medium. It was uh, the the sort of skips in chronology. I got lost a few times. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was kind of going, "Wait, it's night, and they're abandoning the sinking boats, and now it's pilot, and it's the middle of the afternoon." And he's flying, you know. And so it lost me a few times there. But you do see every now and again where the chronologies would intersect. Yeah. Yeah. And I can say on second viewing, all of that became much more clear. So maybe on second viewing, that might... Fair enough. I, I, I noticed things much more... Yeah. That's but, why he did it. He knows how to make bank. He's like, I, I'm only making movies yeah. where people have to go see them exactly. three times. Like Inception, <laughs> you know, Inception, your mind's blown. You're like, okay, I need to go see that again. Yeah. Because so. Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, see it in, I saw it in 70 millimeter the first time, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And it's rare movies come out like that. So see it in that form if you can. And I think it was also showing in 35 millimeter. Yeah. Apparently. 
in some places. He's, he's in that whole auteur kick with the, with the celluloid in the films. I actually don't use celluloid anymore, but actual film stock. He, 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 he likes his actual film stock. Which I like it too. Yeah. I don't. So <laughs> I just saw it in digital, and I'm perfectly fine with that because you know what? Nothing is lost. Yeah. And, in fact, I think a lot is gained in terms of picture clarity, sound clarity, and so forth. So, um, I, that's one thing I, I, I sort of, I try not to mix too much of my personal views into with films, but frankly, having dealt with film and then dealt with digital projection, you know, screw film. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Screw film. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you've ever had to deal with a brain wrap... Thousands of feet of film piling up on the floor. We've we've covered this before, but no, film no, film is awful. <laughs> Don't use it. It is bad, bad, bad. There's absolutely no reason to use it unless you've got you know cheap film equipment and you're just starting. Just out. read books. And just even actually, movies exist. Yeah, well, you burn burn the books too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, digital, all digital, all the time. No. Um, Actually, I do have a nook. <laughs> but. Uh, Actually. But it's. Um, honestly, actually, I think if you are. Maybe you know a little bit about this. But I mean, it seems to me if you're starting out as a film student, it's actually easier to get your hands on a digital. Oh, program. very oh, much so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, I went to school for film too. Oh, did you? I did. I did well, that I in my introduction. You, that probably would have been useful. In school? Yeah. So you didn't go to school. <laughs> you are in school. It's summer. Yeah. <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> um, what did y'all think of the performances? Oh, so good. Spectacular. And Harry Styles. So, good. Harry Styles. Good. Was, I know from the way I act, you would think, right? But I'm pretty... You're a stylist. Okay. Which one I've is he? I've become one. Yeah. Which one is Harry Styles? Which one is Harry Styles? He's the one who gave that dope performance. He's the one that, um... um <laughs> he has the hair, and he's... Oh, oh, he's the one with the accent. <laughs> oh. His accent's a little more northern than So he's, he's the one in the... When they're near the end, when they're in that, um... Enemy boat, who, who's saying we should no, ki- kill... It. No, no, you cannot say that. Um, you can't okay. ignore... Oh, is he the you one in the trawler that. with the... With he's the French the one, fellow. He's the, oh no, I, I can do this, I can do this. He's the, okay, so there are two people, and then there were three people. He's right. the third dude. He's the, I'm. And okay, you know, you know at the very end, when, this is not a spoiler, um, when they're on the, 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 the car, the, the train car, and he says, uh-huh. that old, that, that That's elderly not, guy yeah. didn't, didn't even look at us. Yeah. The guy who says that is Harry Styles. The guy who's oh. really salty about the whole thing. Right, yeah. okay. That's Harry Styles. Okay. Yeah. Um, See, I thought it was some weird DJ name. The first time I heard it, I was like, Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. <laughs> I was like, is Harry some sort of weird slang thing? Now, no. I thought H-A-I or, you know, Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it, but no. But, so he's, he's an man. actual... Just a boy. Yeah. He's your age, Henry. Is he? Yeah. What an ass. <laughs> um, I thought he was super good. good. I was skeptical. Yeah. I was um, nervous. I also forgot he was going to be in it. So I was like, what? Yeah. But that, um, that I just got really into the movie a bunch. And I kept forgetting all these famous people were going to pop up. And I was like, mm. oh my gosh, you're in this too? Exciting. Yeah. What like Michael Caine. Michael Caine? Oh yeah, apparently he does have a... Observe. Don't tell, let him figure it out. Observe. <laughs> look, 
look and listen for Michael Caine. Um, He's but, in it. I was really uh, excited. So. I really liked Tom Hardy. Even though he doesn't yeah. do a whole lot in the movie, he's very good well, as the none pilot. Of, none of the, see, that's the interesting thing about it is none of the actors in the film, and these are all spectacular actors, yeah. none of the actors in the film say anything. Well, it's remarkable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mostly emotive. Kenneth yeah. Branagh says a few things. Tom Hardy says a few things. Mark Rylance says a few things. But their dialogue, the dialogue is so terse. Yeah. yeah. If you don't be Ian, you mean? Yeah. I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I that's what I like about it. Yeah. And there's yeah, and there's we were talking about this a minute ago, but there's like there's no setup in the movie. You're just no. not in it. Which is good. Which is thank goodness. Yeah, which is unlike a lot of other war movies it's where the opposite of you have to get like a forty minute setup. Ugh. So that way, like the longest day or something, where you have forty minutes of setup, then the, the journey starts. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That don't don't. There's so many films feel as though it's necessary to put so much backstory in now. Yeah. And, I mean, particularly with, with stories that we're familiar with. Right. You don't need to revisit these things over and over nah, and over. Just do your homework. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of exposition, a big text block at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Takes us out of it a little bit, mm-hmm. but you give us explanation. It's done. Right. You move on with, with the actual purpose also, of the film. for a movie like this, it's kind of irrelevant because... Like Dunkirk was the backdrop, not the cent- like yeah, yeah, exactly. Sort of the which antecedent. I, yeah, which I kind of yeah. liked about it. And I think maybe it was intentional that they used such kind of like it was a big deal, but not a, you know they didn't like win the battle in the end or anything, right? So it was like in that way insignificant, which well, that, wasn't, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and so it let you look at the characters more too because mm-hmm. it wasn't like a big finish. Well, that yeah. was the interesting thing is is that's why that's part of why the tension was so palpable is because you're going, oh my god, they get off the beach, get off the beach, get off, yeah. and then they they get off the beach, and then what do they do after they get off the beach? They go fight some more. Yeah, I mean that's that's that was I think really sort of the the in a in a meta way. Right sort of the big tension builder of the whole film. The whole film is simply the antecedent to World War Two yeah. and the whole mm-hmm. Germany, Europe theater thing. So it was uh, Yeah, like Henry said, it's like a survival film more than right. anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. The acting was so good. Mm-hmm. I was super into it. Um, <laughs> super into it. Super into um, it. And I, I did love all of the dive bomber sequences with the like when the you you turn like a character turns and then all of a sudden you see this dive bomber yeah. or a, a like a fire jet or a fire plane coming down uh-huh. and you then like there's that scene i guess it's in the trailer where on the pier where there's like a thousand you know hundreds mm-hmm. of guys and they all start squatting down yeah. like yeah one by one as the plane goes down that's amazing like a really sad wave at a football game yeah the opposite of a, a yeah. fun wave <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah <laughs> it was it was pretty nerve wracking because I mean here the here they are, you know, with the military discipline, yeah. thousands of guys, and they're all lined up in these perfect rows. Yeah. And then you just have German fighter planes just sort of, and here we come with some bombs, and then we come back the other way with some gunfire, and these guys are just rows, rows, rows of them on the beach, yeah. and it's just you're just the whole time it's just you're cringing going oh my god it's yeah yeah you know. Fish in a barrel, soldiers on a beach. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty. It's the more pretty I think gnarly. about it, the better it was. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I know, right? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and let's see what else I got. Um, 
Oh, uh, how does this uh, rank with Christopher Nolan for y'all? He's done some really good movies, hmm. so it's kind of tough. It's a tough one. It's a toughie. It might be my second favorite. After what? Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Uh, which <laughs> second, third? Middle. Middle? Middle. Dark Knight. Oh, with Heath Ledger. Okay. Yeah. Um, Probably. I haven't seen Following. I really need to it's see so Following. Good. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. I've I heard. Love it so much. It's on Netflix guy, now, I think. Oh, Is it? Yeah, it's I been on so. Netflix. Oh, okay. God, it's forever. It's I need so to good. see that. Um, yeah. It's his second shortest movie after The Following. This uh, Dunkirk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's only like an hour 40 minutes, yeah. excluding the credits. So if y'all are worried about seeing a movie that's super long, it's not. Just in and out. Yeah, well, that's that's the nice thing about it is he doesn't the film isn't embellished at all in terms of as I mentioned before the visuals, the sound, or the length. Yeah. He so he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't do the Michael Bay thing. Hey, let's throw yeah. some random crap in because I can because you know look at me I have a massive budget I can throw some crap in. No, he just he does he what he needs to do. Spend all his budget on those planes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, sinking Spitfires and capsizing. Yeah. Thanks. And Tom Hardy. For little reason, I'm sure. little to no reason. Yeah, but it's what? Funny. He's good. No, he he's Tom really Hardy. I know, yeah. but he, he was really good in it, but he barely had a part. I just would have cast him normal. Was, his was probably my favorite storyline, though. Yeah, his was awesome. And the ending. He was yeah. pretty. The ending was awesome. All right, fine. Tom Hardy is necessary. He was yeah. really good. Um, like you know how they're teasing what's that was your favorite storyline? Yeah. Yeah, I like that I love, just because of the sort of I the love pathos. World War II planes, so. Well, the pathos. I won't give any spoilers, but but the ending to of it is, is Ooh, just it remarkable. Sharp and yeah, good. and I love the the end end. You know, the last scene where you, I know what we're talking about. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm talking about like I'm now the the last like kind of five minutes or so. Yeah. What you saw him doing was good, but like the very last shot. Yeah. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I liked. Yeah. I didn't get it. Wait, the very last or the second the, to what, last? What you see, his fate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That wasn't the last shot, but it's fine. The last shot of him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page. Now. Yeah. Okay then. <laughs> well, I liked the young soldier story. Oh yeah, that was a good most. one. That was definitely my. I don't know actually, because I really liked the book. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. It was good. I like. I mean, all the storylines were really compelling. In retrospect, I like all of them. Yeah. A whole bunch, but in the moment, I was for sure like, let's go back to the. The mm-hmm. young soldier, not just because of Harry Styles. Yeah. Because I really no, you don't believe me. <laughs> well, no, it's 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 gripping, it's gripping. He, was he the one on the trawler with the Highlanders? <laughs> huh? With the what? With what? the Highlanders. What's that? The Scottish contingent. Yeah. What? Oh yeah yeah yeah. And they all sit in the boat. Uh huh. And then the They're Germans shoot at the boat. That. Okay. Yeah. Gosh. That's not spoilery. You both tried to spoil that scene. That was my favorite scene in the whole movie. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a great, it's a spectacular scene. I don't know that it's. I'm just protective. Uh yeah. So, I, is there? I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, it seems like the movie's actually doing pretty well, which is nice. It's yeah. doing super well. Yeah. Because of NPR. I'm sure. In this, obviously, Maybe. this yeah. podcast. Yeah. This is everybody's going to watch all the films. We've been hyping it super hard, so, um, yeah, everybody's going Katie to see Katie in New York has totally seen Katie, it. Katie, you are or the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> My friend in Belgium listened. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jim, told me about that. That's awesome. Oh, she told and me. And he, he, she said that 
uh, he referred to it as Chloe's podcast. That's how everybody refers to it that mm-hmm. I know. So yeah, and get which used is cool to that, it. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I found it funny. So, um, which um, yeah, but I'm glad it's still. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Both times I've gone, the theaters have been packed. So really, I yeah. was there yesterday but then again it could have been because it was you know one thirty on a monday afternoon that's true there was only about five or six I think people it might just there. be you you say this about every movie yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have a tendency to drive people away yeah it happens uh yeah it was almost nobody in there which honestly i prefer watching a, a film with an empty theater you don't want the guy on his phone next to you oh god Maybe I am the guy with the phone. <laughs> Maybe that's it was the Brandon answer. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> that was me the whole time. The guy with the crutches, that was actually me as well. <laughs> I wouldn't shut up. Ha ha ha. There actually, the first time I went, there was a, a, few, a guy in front of me that he t- started to take out his phone. And the guy next to me, like, immediately bent down and, like, told him to turn it off. Yes. And he put it away. I was like, oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it's rare you see that. What a rock star. Yeah. So if you're listening, thank you. Well, at our theater, when it, it gets super busy, actually, I, I didn't do this last week, and we had 100-something people for Big Sick. I probably should have, but I'll go in and make little announcements, mostly to tell people to dispose of their garbage, because having to pick up 50, 60 popcorn bags is not not fun. No, no bueno. No bueno. <laughs> um, but I always make an announcement, you know, reminding people, you know, please refrain from speaking during the film and silence all mobile devices and and more often than not the audience will actually applaud wow yeah that seems like you're kind of that makes sense for the chelsea crowd yeah oh yeah people did applaud it the first time i went at at dunkirk oh really yeah at the film yeah not at the guy who told told (laughs) has some some basic human decency at the end of the movie people applauded like Mm. it sounds really bad but i like really hate that i don't know why i'm not crazy about i don't either. yeah i i can understand why people do it and i think dunkirk is an applause worthy film but you know just do some mental Verbal applause, applause to yeah other people after the movie well you just you know when you stand up you think in your head clap 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 and, you know <laughs> <laughs> that's what i think <laughs> um i've yeah. only had that during like when I go to the midnight, pre- should I talk about Daniel Radcliffe again? When yeah. I go to like Harry Potter and stuff, the midnight premieres, and I'm ready for it. I'm not happy about it. I always go the next day because people just applaud the entire movie. That's well, the Star yeah. Wars stuff when I saw that when they would do the oh, beginning yeah. crawl, oh, everybody yeah. would woo, yeah, you know. But it's bad in Harry Potter though because people know what's gonna happen. They're like, <gasps> yeah. what's about to happen? The books. Yeah. Yeah. Also. When I saw the sixth one, there's a really dramatic scene where Dumbledore's drinking some funky juice that makes him really sad. And the guy next to me... <laughs> it's called alcohol. <laughs> alcohol is a depressant. And the guy next to me was laughing the whole time. It was really annoying. That is pretty annoying because that's a very, that's a very yeah. dramatic yeah. scene. And I noticed the girl he was with after the movie, he was like trying to be smooth or whatever and she was done with him and I guarantee it's because he laughed during that scene hmm <laughs> fuck man I'm sorry well sorry I had to do that um I don't know that is really that is in it. that is worthy of being dumped yes yeah. you know. everybody likes Dumbledore 
That's true. I like Dumbledore. I like first Dumbledore. The Dumble. But I also like second Dumbledore. I you know, like first Ju- Dumbledore better. You know, Jude Law's going to blame Oh, I know. You don't want to talk about Oh, I'm so We won't get into happy. it. And there's another Harry uh, Potter film. No, the, the Fantastic Beasts. It's oh. like a prequel. The, the, the sequel. It has nothing to do with Fantastic Beasts, I don't think, at this point. I'm so excited. No, no, it's a sequel. It's Jude a, Law is it's Dumbledore. A sequel. It's a sequel to Fantastic Beasts. Johnny Depp. But it's not, okay. Who, which one uh, of us do you think knows more about them? I think I do. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. It's, but it is going to be called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them something. It's stupid. That's dumb. I honestly did not even see Fantastic Beasts. I wanted <laughs> to, but... It's all right. But it's I didn't... Good. Yeah. I heard it was it was okay. Oh, it was so good. I loved it's, it. It's got that Eddie Redmayne kid. There's there's a guy on my soccer team who looks just like him. Oh, and, really? But it's really awkward because I want to be friends with him. His name is Joey, but every time I try to say his name... Say you Eddie. say Eddie. Yeah, so we can just never be friends. I'm not kidding. It's really upsetting. Well, here's food for thought. Sally Hawkins. About what? <laughs> Wait, what about it? She looks like Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> oh, oh, that's... Eddie Redmayne looks like Sally that's Hawkins. Okay, in the poster for Maudie. For Maudie, right? I thought it looked exactly like Eddie Redmayne from yeah. Danish Girl. Danish Girl? Yeah. Yes, exactly. That, uh, right? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm so bad really? I'm not the only one. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it. No, I, well, I, I got to look you, again. If you see her in the uh, Shape of Water trailer. Yeah, I don't need to watch Is she it. in that? Yeah. I yeah, thought it was she... Eddie Redmayne. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's but, about um, five feet shorter. Yeah, well, she's. I think she is a little shorter than Eddie Redmayne, but I mean, a lot of <laughs> her facial features and stuff. Yeah. Well, He's Eddie Redmayne. I know. Danish girl. I hated that movie. Oh, really? I'm I... talking about it. I really wanted to like it. I, like, really wanted to like it. Mm-hmm. That's most people who saw it that I know oh, spoke so about. It. That's what they said. I really they like Alicia Vikander, though. Oh yeah, I like her. I like Turner. I like her a lot, but I don't. Ex Machina oh, for she, me. She's great. She's brilliant. She's gonna be the new Tomb Raider too. Yeah. So really? Excited. Oh yeah. There, there have been some. Why are they doing that again? First of all. <laughs> well, this one actually looks like it's gonna be pretty good. So. <sighs> it's being directed by the guy who did this. He's a Norwegian director, I think, or Danish or something. He, look, uh, he looks cool. So. The Danish director. The cool Danish director? <laughs> yeah, the sequel. <laughs> does, does he dress up as a girl when he directs? Or? Yeah, I think okay. so. I'm just really bitter because she won the Oscar for that movie, and she was nowhere near as good as Kate Winslet was in uh, the Michael Fassbender movie. <laughs> the uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Oh, one. yeah, she was good in that. She was so good in that movie, but I'm fine. I'm getting over it. I also didn't like her dress. But yeah, okay. <laughs> Alicia, <Yeah>. Alicia, <laughs> you really, yeah, you soiled it. Um, so I don't like dress. her very much. She's too. I can't. She's whiny. <sighs> she's the same thing in every movie, but it's no, fine. Not. Have you she, seen Ex Machina? I have. Yeah. I have. I like okay. her after that. Post Ex Machina. So I have to ask you then: feminist film, not a feminist film. Oh my god! I gotta know. I'm so glad you asked this. Hundred percent. No. Let's get into it. Hundred percent. No. See, every female I know says it is not a it's feminist not. film. It's not because either you're you've been taken advantage of or you're evil. No, not a feminist film. Not a feminist film. Nope. Nope. Okay, no. that's that's no. a valid argument. Dunkirk is more of a feminist film because the the well, there's one one of two women who have a speaking role. She's mm. the only one who's not stupid. Yeah. So. You right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I see. Okay, what is a fem- feminist film recently? Out of curiosity. No, I, I like, I, I agree with you, but. Most films are feminist, 
because it's just about like the big city was plenty feminists because people were just being normal people. Yeah. It's not quite. It's not that difficult a concept. Is her a fem- yeah. feminist film? Well, it's oh, just God. that's that's. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I mean, it's just the treatment of yeah. everybody's everybody. Come on now. It's yeah. not a Ex-Machina, distinction. Please. See, well, well, the thing about Ex Machina that, that that all of the women that I've spoken with regarding it, they say, well, it's you know male fantasy mm-hmm. and the depiction of women. It's and she's and yeah, I agree with that. But I mean, at the end of the film, she rejects both the white knight and the ultra macho. No, uh, no, no, no. She takes advantage of the nice man, which is already a bad stereotype of women. Okay, I see. See, nobody has put it that way. Yeah. So it makes sense to me in that sense. Yeah. But I, uh, You're for either me, manipulative or weak. Okay, I see. Which is just, just not true. See, nobody nobody really clarified that to me. Yeah. In that way. So exactly. I always... I always. I really liked it until the last 10 minutes, so I said, There's, this is pissing me off. Well, I always understood <laughs> it as a rejection of both of those, and then... Yeah. Uh, or at least both of those... Archetypes, also, male archetypes. You can also say so women can only strive if they destroy men. Nah. Maybe. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, is it destroy men or is it destroy or no, or or eschew those guy. those archetypes? Well, he's a little annoying. He was yeah, he was <laughs> oh, a bit I love of a. Donald, you can't knock Donald oh, to me sure. ever. He's so good. I I like him as an actor, but that yeah. character was such a, a weak, weeny little. <laughs> He was a nice guy. Well, well he was a nice guy, but that's the problem. Everybody nice. says nice guys finish last. He would just BS too. It should be. I don't know. I just didn't like... No, no, no. I'm over it. It's Transformers <laughs> The Last Night of Ferrisville. Oh, <laughs> It has yeah. that young girl in it. Oh, well, thank goodness for that. What, I mean... That's Michael Bay's she, attempt to be feminist. She doesn't... Yeah, exactly. It's the first female he hasn't, he hasn't filmed that's not wearing, like, Daisy Dukes. Yeah. <sighs> You should see the last night, Chloe. I know. Um, or adult, in yeah. fact. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, well, I mean, uh-huh. I agree that... I actually haven't talked to many people about Ex Machina, so I, I haven't wasn't aware of the... Oh, there's well, different see, see, that's the, that's the thing, is she... she wins. She rejects... Well, she rejects both archetypes, both archetypes of the male, like yeah. the, the super macho and the the white knight. And she she says no to both of those, and then but that just reenters or not reenters but enters society. But that that encourages the incorrect idea of what feminism is. Because like people think feminists are people like the idea that women are better. That's not. No, it's just the women. So you don't are have people. to destroy people. Are people, to, women are people. Basically, yeah. Not don't feel that movie. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was spectacular. Like Life Between Ocean? I like that. I like it I too. Like Life but, but, but it's one of those movies where I really like it until I think about it and I get mad. Well, what I like about it at all is the fact that it's it's thought provoking. Yeah. That's that why you can't like have it. these discussions right. about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just I mean even and... even that aside, it's it's a really spe- it's a spectacular science fiction film because I'd again I'd rather watch Black Mirror or Doctor Who or something. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I do need to watch Black Mirror. Oh, female doctor. Oh yeah, that's right. We're, we're... Oh, I love her, Jodie Whittaker. She's so good. I haven't seen her in anything. Oh, she's in Broadchurch. That's a dope show. Oh, she's so good. What the what David Tennant? I just made that connection. I'm so sorry, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doctors <laughs> everywhere. They're just everywhere. Doctors right now. everywhere. But um, yeah, so that was exciting. Yeah. But. Um, 
Yeah, I really liked Ex Machina, and I mean the cast was spectacular. Donald Gleason. I don't Michelle like Flanders. what's his Oscar Isaac. Oh, no? I love Oscar Isaac. Nope. Inside Llewyn Davis. Yes, nope. you have to go oh, watch man. Inside Llewyn Davis. I've it's so it. good. <sighs> it's so good. I like the cat. That's all I got. Of course you do. What? Anyway. Um. So that little tangent. Christopher Nolan's movies aren't particularly feminist either. They could do a better oh, you know, job in actually, general. They actually got, um, Dunkirk actually got criticized by some group for having like no women well, or, or people well, of color in it. There were people of color. Or prominent people of, in, well, prominent characters of color. Because. It, Which is realistic. I mean, to that. T- no, World War Two. To that mo- time and. Yeah. Nah. The women I get, but they could have had some more. Well, I don't. I don't feel well, like. I don't think were there many. If you're basing it, yeah. the, my question is: if you're basing this on historical fact, would it then behoove us all to interject sort of modern sensibilities on I equality cool. into? I mean, I would. I have no issue with having you know that happen, but well, I mean, were, were there were there a lot of black men living? In the UK and yes. in military service at that time, you you know for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> well, hmm. <laughs> Let's look at the Wikipedia. <laughs> Breath Breath Arians, yeah. uh, Dunkirk. Um, well, I don't just I don't. Well, I mean, they showed enough, the, I mean, the like I rewatched Inception last night. Well, the French contingent had some had some black soldiers in it, of course, yeah. because of of uh, history. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, historically, they had colonized several yeah. African countries, and they they have always had a lot of um, immigrants from their former colonies in Africa. Yeah. And uh, women were not in the service at that time at all. Right. And you, if you notice, they were only serving on Red Cross ships. Yeah. yeah. So no, I don't have a problem with that. Again, the 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 question is: Should you interject these modern sensibilities into a film which is trying, attempting to maintain some degree of historical? Nah. <laughs> nah. That's no, that's kind of that. that's how I feel about. I don't it. Think I mean, so. is it? But I think if you're gonna do that, you should make a parallel world. But this is usually my problem with um, historical fiction. Anyway, you should just make a parallel. World, so you can do more what you want with that. But yeah. like Oliver Stone, I can't stand that man. Bam. I'm not crazy about Stone. I yeah. hate Oliver Stone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I oh, and do we all agree on something? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, like, I like Natural Born Killers. I hated that movie. I mean, I, it's, I like not, it's not a movie I enjoy watching, but just as cinematically, it's. Yeah. I like Platoon. I like Platoon. Platoon is brilliant. And Born on the Fourth of July. I didn't one. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like that. Snowden wasn't great. No. Oh, um, God. Savages was okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't like it that much, but I hate it. Um, so rave review over there. We all really like Oliver Stone. That's the point. We love Oliver Stone. Ooh, Go watch he's the bestest. The Oliver Stone. Who cared about Dunkirk? Go rent a theater and play all the Oliver Stone. All the yeah. Oliver. Fine. Next week, Oliver Stone retrospective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next two so, weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, any th- <laughs> Can we talk about Inception before I have to go? Yeah. Anything- I feel so bad for Robert. Any, uh... <laughs> Robert? Cillian Murphy. 
Yeah, he was the. the oh, yeah. I was trying to remember who he was in oh. Inception, but he was the son of the energy magnate. Yeah, he's the one that they sort of corner on a plane and, oh, and mess man. around with his yeah. head. I had, I had forgotten his name. Yeah. Um, it's exactly my point. Yeah, Robert gets. A- well, that's that's the funny thing is I was thinking about this the other night. And Killian Murphy shows up in every Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, he's dope. But he's a, usually he's a relatively minor role in all of them because he was in the first Batman film. He but he played the Scarecrow, which was important, but not right. the villain. Yeah, he was a flunky to Ra's al Ghul. And then he showed up in Inception, but he wasn't part of the, the crack team of he Inception of guys. Team. He had to break into his own mind. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> into his own mind. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh. Um, he was in, he's in Dunkirk. He's good in Dunkirk. And he's, no, he's good in all the films. I, I wish, you know, I actually kind of want to go watch. Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I, I oh, want to yeah. go watch Peaky Blinders good, now good because job. I really like Killian Murphy a lot. So. And Tom Hardy's in it. Tom Hardy oh, is, is in it. It starts in like the later second season. Yeah. Part oh, of the second Tom season. Hardy. Uh, I've been meaning to go watch Taboo as well. Oh, I've seen the first few episodes. It's good. Is it? It's a bit of a slow burn. but Yeah, it's, it's well, good. I, I like slow burn stuff. Yeah, then you'll like it. So, uh, uh, Fargo. Awesome. Oh, I very love much, Fargo. Very much a slow burn. I don't know how yeah. this came into it, but I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, yeah, so we'll... Uh, Let's wrap this up. What are y'all going to give it a five stars? Five. All right. Oh, it seemed like you were going to go Yeah, lower. you seemed hesitant. I know. Well, now we've talked about it. That, you have swayed your opinion. I was more entertained, shocked, like, I'm perplexed by Planet of the Apes, but this was obviously a way better movie to mm-hmm. me. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Brayden? Um, I hate to do this two weeks in a row. It's something seems wrong. With me, I should. I mean, in the in the in the vein of a true critic, I should be slagging films left no. and right. But honestly, Dunkirk, I would give it five stars. Yeah, heavy five for me. It's, yeah. my, it's my favorite of the year so far. It's, it's heavy six for Henry. Yeah, big a ten, six ten. <laughs> he's gonna stack on more stars. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he's altering the rating I, I system specifically so he can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um, his show. He can do what he wants. Yeah. Um, not to the Belgian people, to the Belgian people, it's my show. That's true. <laughs> to, to you Belgians out there, it's all Chloe. It's Chloe and some other dudes. Yeah. Um, okay, well then let's just switch gears and talk Inception, and we've got a clip for this one, so let's take a listen. Inception. Now, before you bother telling me it's impossible. It no, it's perfectly possible. It's just bloody difficult. Just to... So Arthur keeps telling me it can't be done. Hmm. Arthur. You still working with that stick in the mouth? He's good at what he does, right? Oh, he's the best. He has no imagination. Not like you. Listen, if you're going to perform Inception, you need imagination. Let me ask you something. Have you done it before? We tried it. Uh, we got the idea in place, but it didn't take. You didn't plant it deep enough? No, it's not just about depth. You, um, you need the simplest version of the idea in order for it to grow naturally in your subject's mind. It's a very subtle art. So what is this idea that you need to plan? We need the heir of a major corporation to dissolve his father's empire. You see right there you have various political motivations and anti-monopolistic sentiments and so forth, but all of that stuff, it's, um, it's really at the mercy of your subject's prejudice, you see. All right, so uh, Inception is directed, also directed by Christopher Nolan, stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Marion Cotillard, Tom Hardy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ellen Page, Ken Watanabe, Killian Murphy, 
Tom Berenger. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Uh, <laughs> if anybody hasn't you. seen the trip, go watch the oh, trip. Oh, yeah. I failed you, Bruce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I failed you, Bruce. <laughs> um, and so the plot synopsis is a thief. <laughs> Just let me do it. <laughs> who steals corporate secrets through use of dream sharing technology is given the uh, inverse task of planting an idea into the mind of a CEO. Uh, so, Chloe, since you have to go in a little while, say what you want about Inception. <laughs> then get out. <laughs> no, I'm a but. better responder. It's a really good movie. See, I gotta be prompted or that's all I have. I love it. I love Leonardo DiCaprio with the passion, even though I don't think it's his, it's his best. Except on the except on the hotel window. That, he's mm. so good in that moment. My oh, second, that, that's... My second favorite DiCaprio, third favorite DiCaprio moment of all time. That's, that's, one of my, that's one of my favorites. That's my favorite scene in the third movie, favorite. I think. So I've gotta ask, what is your favorite DiCaprio film then? Or scene. It's the look. Okay. Well, my favorite scene. Let's make it better. My favorite scene is from the... A- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's from the aviator when he, like, can't... You know, when he's in the bathroom and the old guy... Oh, the guy on the crutches comes in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a really that's good scene. That's my favorite scene of all time. My second one is Don't Get... I Know. That's it's okay. it's from the Greek Gatsby when he gets shot. I know, but he's really good when he's dying. Oh, no! See, I I love in in that movie. I love when he gets angry. Oh, I just love when Leonardo DiCaprio angry is literally my favorite thing of all time. Like anything. I'm sure you could in that moment when he's like about to punch Joel Edgerton. Yeah. He's like maybe overacting, but it's like it's really intense. Well, it's supposed to be overacting. Yeah. It's fancy. Yeah. Well, it's it's that whole when was that thirties? Yeah. Twenties. 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 I think. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to be sort of over the top. I mean, Basil Ehrman, everything he does is way over the top anyways. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm just thinking of uh, Ewan McGregor and, who was it, Nicole Kidman? Yeah, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Right, and everything, everything was that. Now, I'm not even just talking about all the visuals and the song and the dance. I mean, yeah, the acting, acting. Yeah. seems super hammy as well. Yeah. Um, no, I, I was curious about films because I was hoping you would say The Departed. Movie, literally my favorite movie of all time. Oh, really? There you yeah. go. So um, that's obviously your... It's in my top four. It's a special place in my heart. I'm obsessed with that movie. Yeah. Departed is so good. After The Departed, my favorite would be The Aviator, probably. I love Martin Scorsese, obviously, because mm-hmm. wanted to. Uh, obviously. And then I love Blood Diamond. Mm-hmm. Blood Diamond is quite good. Oh, oh, yeah. was that one? Oh, no. Wall Street? No. Oh, I love the I, I like it. I thought I it was it. good, but it I wasn't it. my favorite Scorsese or DiCaprio. Film. I think I would have liked it if it wasn't received in the wrong. I think he was a little salty about it too when he got Best Actor in a Comedy or Musical or whatever. Because oh, the movie's really upsetting. Like I think they just yeah, didn't get it not a... quite right. They were trying to communicate, like. Well, the the thing is, I think because these guys were so, all so arrogant. Yeah. No. That it comes across as a comedy because there's yeah. such there's such enormous flaming assholes i mean it's 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 funny in how absurd it gets yes exactly but it's not it's not intended to be a comedy and and so i think a lot of people oh this is fun they're like well there's some people who are like yeah it's just oh look lots lots of hookers and cocaine haha that's i mean look at the lifestyle these guys it's so utterly oh it's just surreal but it's not it's not funny this sounds well i probably shouldn't even say it this sounds really bad but like i feel like they were giving too much credit to, to 
viewers to be like, you get that yeah, this is bad, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're like, ah, you can't walk to your car. <laughs> like, um, and Marco Robbie's character is just as bad in that movie, though. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. or it's just a bad person in her own way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone is. Uh, there are, they were so. all. They were all despicable. I mean, that was that was that She's whole that though. whole '80s era investment thing was just uh, the height of 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 retro- reprehensible sort of human yeah. behavior. It's, it was just awful. But um, yeah, Inception. <laughs> Leo's the best. I love Marion Cotillard so much. She's great. She's my favorite. And JGL is always on point, obviously. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's pretty poor, poor Robert. Mm-hmm. Poor Robert. Always poor Robert. That's why I took I just watched movie. the whole movie. That man has put through so much. His he really dad who hates, who hates him just died anyway. And he's going through all this crap. Ugh. And they try to make you feel less worse for him, but like, oh, my dad likes me is like the end. But like, he doesn't. <laughs> poor no, Robert. Everybody's just taking advantage of him. Yeah. Also, not enough ladies in that movie. Grandma's me. Grandma that. has one minute in the movie. You got Mary Cotillard and Ellen Page. Ellen Page is the most obnoxious character in the movie. Yeah. Marion Cotillard is, for evil. majority of the time, a figment of Leo's imagination. But she's there. Who's evil. Who's also, by the way, when she is around, he makes her mind completely different. So... There's your little feminist corner for the week. I still like the movie mm-hmm. a whole lot. A whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from those things. Um, oh, Ellen Page gets my nerves so much. In that yeah, she kind of wears on me. I'm not, she's not my favorite. Yeah, I've never... I really honestly don't know anything that she's been in that I really, really was gonzo about. Nah. And she's just... Nope. Sorry, Ellen. I know you're listening, but... Yeah. To me, she's like... Worse than Kristen Stewart. Like, I'd rather have had Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart has gotten on me. Kristen Stewart has gotten better. Like, I need, personal I've been, shopper personal earlier this year. Well, I've been meaning to watch Clouds of Sils Maria. I have seen that, yeah. She got an award for that. Yeah. Uh, she was, in fact, the first American actress to win. I, I was just about to say that, yeah. yeah uh, a European award. I forget what the award is for a supporting actress. Yeah. Was it the first but, year of the award? No. No, no this okay. is a big, big time it's, award. Yeah, it's a very prestigious award, European award. And she was the first American actress, actually, to win... Yeah. This award. So, I mean, she's got, I think she's got some chops. Don't ever read or listen to an interview with her because she's the most oh, sort of inarticulate fidgety. moron. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just her persona. We'll yeah. go with that. But basically, yeah. yeah, Ellen Page was the weak, but I also didn't like, I don't know. I feel like if someone else had done the part, it would have been better. Because from her, I just didn't get, and it might have been Christopher Nolan telling her, like, I don't know, because I wasn't there. But she's just so whiny and like, picking on on Cobb the whole time like I feel like if it was done with more empathy like well we have to figure this out because we're all gonna die but she was like I wanna know your life (laughs) (laughs) classic Ellen Page (laughs) classic Ellen Page um (laughs) I want to know your life um hmm well yeah well um but I mean I I like the movie too I the first hour I it's kind of a bit of a slog to get through. See, I think the middle part's the longest. I didn't think any of it was long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is two and a half hours, which is fine. I, I like long movies, it's but like, there's just so much heavy lifting well, to get through in the first hour that I'm just kind of like... I mean, by the time the second half starts, I'm in. But like, yeah. sometimes I kind of start to get a little tired the first half. Yeah. It... 
I like the first half. I can see how it can kind of drag, but I think in certain films, I mean, it's kind of interesting. We were just talking about that with Dunkirk, where yeah, he just sort of plops setup. you into the middle of the action. Mm -hmm. But Inception... If you into this movie, you would, yeah, you'd you be would completely lost. <laughs> Your mind would truly be lost. as it is, I mean, the, the last third of the film where they're, they're infiltrating this guy's mind to, to, to carry out the Inception, uh, it becomes very convoluted. And I actually, and I'm, I'm not blowing smoke, I'm not bullshitting here, I actually did understand what was going on in there. <laughs> okay. I know the main complaint that I hear from everybody is, no, I don't know what the hell was going on. Really? I knew what was going on. Yeah, I yeah, mean... I heard, I've heard that from a lot of people, too. If you pay if you pay attention to the film and everything, particularly the setup yeah. in that first part of the Henry. film... Henry. I do. I pay attention. <laughs> but I know what's going on. I if just... you... I mean, that's that's the thing, is all of the, the setup is there, and it's okay. If you sit through that and you pay attention to it, you're rewarded because you understand that last third of the film yeah. uh that's that's the important thing there and, and 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 that's the thing about christopher nolan's films is there's nothing extraneous in his go watch memento oh yeah right there's absolutely <laughs> I, oh i'm gonna go home and watch there's it. absolutely nothing extraneous in that and you have to you absolutely that. have to watch every part of that film in order to to, to understand what's going on yeah have you seen it i haven't seen it. have you seen it the reverse version you can watch no. it in like yes, opposite. Yes, that's on the Blu-ray DVD uh, options. Yeah, you can play it backwards. I, mean, I would like watch to watch that. that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, Inception. There's nothing. It's not. It's not. It's not like a Michael Bay to a half hour film. No. You just love poor Michael Bay. Oh yeah, we we, we really do. Uh, I mean, not. I don't know if I've ever seen a Michael Bay movie. I saw the first Transformers. The, you've you've you seen one. That's all I've seen. I think. Have you seen? Uh, what he did, 13 Hours was the oh, one he did a couple of years ago about good. the uh, That's the probably Benghazi. his best. I didn't see that. It's not very good. Oh, though. that's what I was going to say. You know that movie, like, I can't remember the name of it, with Leonardo DiCaprio where he's in the, that, yeah, that one's really good. I'll go back to. What? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused now. <laughs> I like a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. Just give me a second. Keep, carry on. There is nothing. Also. I need to mention this because some people don't know, even though they should. Christopher Nolan has stated that Leonardo DiCaprio gets home. FYI. He's home. It's real. You just blew the... What? That's like... That's people... All... That movie came out in 2012. No, but like everyone... What if people were still hinging? Like what if they're... Even now they're like... What does what Inception mean? Who would want mean? that in their life? Nobody. <laughs> Christopher Nolan has said... Huh. He all right. stated... And don't get mad at me. He oh, I'm said not, it. oh, I'm happy. He said it. <laughs> he's a happy man. His movies are. Well, I don't know if he's a oh, happy he's man. A, sure, he's happy. He is, actually. Happy. I was reading an interview with him the other day, and he says, Yeah, it. well, if I had that kind of money, I'd be happy yeah. several times over. This isn't what I type in. Um, no, but he was saying that he's ultimately an optimist, and he says he sees yeah. a lot of potential for anarchy, chaos, the collapse of things in society, but he thinks ultimately. Body of uh, Lies. Sorry. Oh, that's, I thought that one was... It's a good movie. You don't like Body of Lies? No, I don't know which is Body of Lies. Exactly. It's, it's a Ridley Scott movie with Russell Crowe. They're out in the <coughs> Middle East. Mostly Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. It's really good. Um, Have yourself a fun evening <laughs> double feature with Blood Diamond and yeah, Body of Lies. Yeah, Blood Diamond's a... a Enjoy life. <laughs> um, Blood Diamond, Leonardo DiCaprio, Russell Crowe. What is it about again? No. <laughs> No, body of Lies. No, body, forget Blood Diamond. So Body of Lies, it's like a Middle Eastern action film 
about like kind of terrorism like and es- yeah espionage and okay it's kind of his, it's kind of a forgotten DiCaprio movie but Not yeah like Oscar Isaac is in it oh is he yes he huh. plays Basan oh right yeah um, I should I should go watch this this just Mark came Strong out Mark Strong is in it what? who doesn't love a little Mark Strong five six years ago yeah, yeah. no okay. longer than that maybe ten I think that's maybe middle 10. school huh okay I should go watch this then. Because Blood Diamond, I know. I saw Blood Diamond in the theaters, but Body of Lies, I'm, I'm blanking on. Oh, well. <laughs> it's got uh, nothing on Gilbert Grape. <laughs> I like Gilbert Grape. Just this performance. Oh, I really have to. I just can't. We shouldn't have started talking about Leonardo well, DiCaprio because I'm going to want to. For me, honestly, I think his best performance was <laughs> Still the Departed, but shortly after that, I would have to say Basketball Diaries. Ah, you know, shortly after, like like number two on the list, oh, but oh, but okay. by very very small he was margin. Really good in that. Yeah, Baby Leo kind of gets my nose a little bit. Really? Yeah, me too a little bit. He's I like grown older. up a lot. I like. Older. I like young I like the Leo. older DiCaprio. I like angry DiCaprio. Oh, I like I like more recent DiCaprio, DiCaprio stuff, yeah. but but I think when he first started out, he did That's some really brilliant did. stuff. Mm-hmm. Then he did a bunch of crap. And How now he's doing. You? Now he's doing the good stuff again. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much. I, um, yeah, I'm going. I'm just mad. She every time I get to walk out, the beach is so <laughs> she's storming out, you? ladies and gentlemen. Grr, <laughs> angry face. Yeah. So, uh, FYI, uh, Chloe had to go to uh, I think her pottery class, teacher pottery class. So. She's out of the picture for right now, but hopefully she'll come back next week. Um, so yeah, uh, I really like the um, the the van driving sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm talking about the and then the editing of the different. I guess it's like three different storylines. Yeah, you know the and I that's amazing. The dream within a dream within a dream bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how how one affects the other, and I thought the JGL bit with the elevator is that the the where the hallways yeah yeah oh that one's amazing that too was yeah genius that yeah. was genius so i mean he he really pulled off some really interesting uh effects in that film mm-hmm. and what what i like about it is it didn't, it didn't seem as though the effects were superfluous it didn't seem as though they were just stuck in to play around with something new mm-hmm. they actually served a purpose in the film mm-hmm. um and uh the story itself, I thought, was fascinating. Again, it's it's a science fiction film. Yeah. It's very definitely a science fiction film, but it's not a lasers and robots and spaceships science fiction, which mm. is what I like so much about it, which is why I like Blade Runner so much, which is why I like Ex Machina so much. Yeah. You know, I could keep, I could go on. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, science fiction films where the, the emphasis is on the impact of science in our lives and sort of the moral quandaries that kind of thing rather than than you know grand good versus evil mm-hmm. um although you know i still hold star wars very high in my uh in in very high regard and, yeah uh, of course science fiction film, sure but. i mean that's what christopher nolan as well as when he does um science fiction like things he's able to ground it even like with the prestige yeah that even in a way feels real, even though it's has magic in it in one way or the other, you know. Mm. So, um, but no, no, I did have a dream the other day about um, 
after I saw Dunkirk for the second time that I was being chased by robots. So there's a big twist in Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that, I think that was just that was just some indigestion from Transformers. It must, have, it must have been, yeah. <laughs> it'll stick with you. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I think this would, even though I really do like the movie, it would probably be in the maybe in the middle of his films for me. Even really? though I think some others may not be as objectively good. I think I really enjoy, like I said, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, um, Dunkirk, obviously. Uh, and then I do like Interstellar a good bit, but I think mm. I probably like Inception more. Yeah, I'm I'm still... I will say, I liked, I did like Interstellar, but it, it did drag a few points. That's one of the few Christopher Nolan films that I felt in certain areas of the film it sort of dragged. Yeah, that's that's one that has has a big setup. Yeah. Unlike Dunkirk. Yeah. There's like a forty minute time before you get into space. You know, and it's then then you have this two hour journey. Right. You know, so Yeah. So I mean it's 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 a very well done film, but it is there are a few points where you're kinda uh, looking at your watch. Yeah. Um but uh it's 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 tough. I'm having a hard time deciding whether I would put Inception or Dunkirk first. Because both of them are visually fantastic. stunning films, yeah. but for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the performances, you get, I think, more out of the performances with Inception just because of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. That being said, the performances in Dunkirk, I think, were probably more challenging, to be honest, because there is no dialogue to fall back on. Yeah, it, you can't. You can't really rely on your delivery to carry you through you actually have to emote you have to show that that tension and that's the thing is 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 um all these guys are so remarkable because you can tell that they're grappling with with the anxiety of being in combat Mm -hmm. but they portray it in such a way that that even their even their tension either their anxiety seems very sort of tempered by boredom Mm-hmm. in a way which is again this whole sort of hurry up and wait thing you know yeah. Tom Hardy's sitting on a plane for hours just kind of you know looking around and then he gets into combat and he's checking his fuel gauge and then it, mm-hmm. it's there doesn't seem to be a, a major change in his demeanor from going from a dog fight to looking at his fuel gauge to checking his map mm-hmm. to you know uh, Mark Rylance the same kind of thing they all seem somewhat sort of calm cool collected but it's a, you can tell it's a veneer over this anxiety that's eating away at them yeah. I mean there, there's that scene where the um, the three young guys they've just been like through a near drowning sequence and then they're on the beach just sitting there mm-hmm. and they're like you wouldn't expect that it's war you yeah. know but now they, they literally have to just sit there and wait on a cold beach yeah <laughs> as ships maybe come maybe they don't and then they go in the tide rolls out yeah and then they go and have another near catastrophe you know and so it's just that is his the structure is very interesting and how he tells stories is very interesting yeah you know um and obviously inception is very different from dunkirk i mean in a a good way um like you couldn't do it the same way and have the same effect Mm. with both um and uh yeah, I'm trying to think if there's um, anything else. I yeah, 
for me, it's I, it's a toss up between Dunkirk and Inception. Um, the story in Inception, and it's just I think remarkable. The performance is remarkable. JGL, Tom Hardy, uh, Marion Cotillard. She's Ian I mean Cameron. she's really good in it. She is really well. She's spectacular in everything. Yeah. Um, I really like her in Public Enemies. Yeah, I liked her in that as well. The one that I've been really meaning to see is Rust and Bone. That's a good one. Yeah. She's great in that, I, yeah. I really want to see that. A really kind of dour movie. It is, but it's, from what I've heard, pretty pretty rough film. Yeah. But um, very gripping, very emotionally uh, compelling. and mm-hmm. uh, But the performances in Inception are remarkable. Um, the visual effects are remarkable. Uh, but Dunkirk, I mean, the storytelling... Just the fact that, that he's able to tell the story with so so little dialogue. It's really tight storytelling. Yeah, exactly. It's very tight storytelling. The visuals, the cinematography, it's beautiful. I mean, again, the dogfight scenes, the shots, the long lingering shots of the ocean. Yeah, the, like the yeah, it's a lot of when they show it and they're, um, it's like a huge landscape of the or this huge shot of the ocean. Yeah. You know, and, and he's just slowly making his way towards Dunkirk, and you see the smoke in the background and. Um, yeah, it's, it's and it was mostly all shot with IMAX cameras. Which, if you don't know, there's a, those are like huge yeah. cameras, and apparently he, Nolan was able to take these where people hadn't really been able to take them before in terms of low placement, you know. And so that's awesome. Yeah, kudos to him for doing that. I still hate, you know, actual film stock, but yeah. but I mean, it is you know, it is a technical feat to be able to to, to shoot with IMAX, particularly on a beach. I can't imagine having to deal with the sand and the water and spray yeah. and all of that. But, um, so it's, it's, it's tough deciding between those two, but you know, all of his films I've thought were so spectacular. Uh, the Batman series, obviously spectacular. Uh, Memento is genius. Interstellar is quite good. It, although, you know, that's, I think for me, that's down a little lower on the list. I appreciate uh, I love McConaughey, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it as a science fiction story that's not, again, lasers, robots, <laughs> spaceships. But, well, there is a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> there's, but there's you, know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in terms of storytelling, um, the complexity of Inception and how the visuals play into that complexity, I think, are remarkable. And uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum... Dunkirk and just how simple it is and mm-hmm. how the beauty of the, of the storytelling, the beauty of the visuals, everything comes from the simplicity of all of it. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, it, one thing I actually forgot to bring up is like, it is amazing to watch a film like Dunkirk and honestly, I'm sure some people have this with Inception. Maybe I did at some point, but like, it's amazing to watch a, um, a filmmaker or just an artist in general who's like at the peak of their craft, you know, and, and even if it's not a movie that you, um, you know, personally enjoy, it's amazing to watch someone who's like so great at what they do. And I think Dunkirk is a good example. And I, I, I had that feeling with Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. With George Miller. Like he's, that's something that no one saw coming. And it's, um, especially after he had done two Happy Feet movies. <laughs> um, so like, and then same thing with I'm sure something like the master for you with yeah. PTA 
That's like he's yeah. so... High. I can appreciate he's a great filmmaker. I mean, Inherent Vice was an excellent piece of filmmaking. I didn't personally like it. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't hate it, but I personally didn't like it. But I mean, all the components were there. The directing was good. The cinematography was good. I thought the script was good. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. Yeah, and so is Ho- uh, Hoffman. Yeah. And a- Amy Adams, too. Everybody's good at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that movie... Well, I was talking about Inherent Vice. Oh, oh, the yeah, master. yeah, yeah, I was going yeah, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, I love, I love, I, I love. <laughs> turns out, no, I, yeah, I love Joaquin Phoenix and and Heron Vice. Yeah, love him. Um, and uh, just overall, Inherent Vice is a good film. I just personally didn't like it. I mm-hmm. thought it was a bit incoherent mm-hmm. at times. Um, but uh, the master. I, and it, it floored me because, again, as I said, you know, I was never a big PTA fan. Although it did, I, I guess, okay, let me... I, I like I, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, I feel strongly about, about some of his films, either love or hate. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Punch Drunk Love. Um, I hated Magnolia. I really didn't care too, too much for There Will Be Blood. Um, I know a lot of people will want to hang you by the toes, string it by the Definitely. toes, and flame you alive for that. But, um, but Boogie Nights, I love Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was mostly because of Julianne Moore. Oh yeah, she's yeah. She's just she's just she's amazing. In everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen Don John, oh, she's I love she's Don spectacular John. in Don yeah. John. Um, and. Uh, and I really like Boogie Nights, and I absolutely love The Master. The Master is, I think, one of the best films that's been put out in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, Phil Seymour Hoffman, Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cast and, is just stunning. And with with The Master, in terms of the performances, those are actors who are at the, are at the top yeah. of their game, too. Yeah. Like, Joaquin Phoenix, and like in the scenes where Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Hoffman are like kind of verbally having it out it yeah, is amazing it is you know it's it's really it's really just astoundingly good yeah um but i can appreciate paul thomas anderson as a filmmaker even if he's not even if i don't like all his films yeah um but uh christopher nolan yeah i agree i mean he's he's at the height of his 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 filmmaking ability and the thing is i think he's still got a lot more to do oh yeah i don't think he has any intention of of resting on his laurels Mm -hmm. he has said he wouldn't um he would do a bond movie he would i mean he's not Mm -hmm. saying i want to do it but he said i think he he would that'd be interesting yeah to see um, I mean, what, they just announced Comic Con. Speaking of Comic Con stuff, they did just announce that the next Bond film is twenty nineteen. But Daniel Craig still has yet to yeah to to release whether and, or not he's committed to. Yeah. And there's no there's no director, no pr- distributor. Like yeah. it's it's a little um, still up in the air now. But yeah, it has it's, an official. It's a Bond date. property. I, everything I know, I know everything's going to fall into place mm-hmm. with it. So. Hopefully, I mean, when Daniel Craig's run is over, which it may very well be with this next one, because just get I'm eat, sorry, just, just get Idris Elba in there. Yeah, get Idris Elba in there. I'm uh, I'm sorry, but but after the the first three films he did as Bond, and then doing Spectre, that was a huge letdown. Oh yeah, huge letdown because mm-hmm. he was so good at playing a very nuanced, very complex Bond, 
and then Spectre was just sort of a return to the the very early sort of campy Sean Connery Bond, which is the you know the original Bond, but that was the Sean Connery Bond. Don't take Daniel Craig and put him in the Sean Connery right. film. You know, Spectre should have made, been made with Sean Connery, not Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, um, but yeah, so uh, Inception. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, how do um, you keep tangents? Yeah, I don't tangents. know. Um, tangents. But yeah, so I mean, especially after Dunkirk, he's one definitely one of my favorite filmmakers, mm-hmm. and I'm. I'm very excited to see what he's going to do next. What what genre do you think he he should do next? If if you if you I don't could pick know. for him, <laughs> I mean he's done he's done he's done science fiction with Inception and and uh, Interstellar. He's done sort of comic book dramatic. I mean the thing is the Dark Knight series wasn't really comic book. It was based on a comic book property. It's really more action. But it's it was. More, it's an action movie, but not barely much. It's barely not even comic. really. I wouldn't call it an action film. I don't know what I would call it. I mean, I, I would say The Dark Knight's a crime movie. Yeah. Noirish crime yeah. type stuff. Dark Knight Rises is like a war film. Yeah. Because there's like the takeover and. Yeah. I, I don't know. Something um, like that. Memento. I mean, he's, he's already hit so many different genres. Mm hmm. Um, oh, um, I don't know what he could or should do next, but um, I mean, whatever he does, I'm sure it's going to be at least decent. <laughs> yeah, you hopefully, know. hopefully um, he won't have something that will just be utter flop. garbage. Yeah. After Dunkirk. <laughs> well, I mean, everything he's done so far, I mean, has been eminently watchable. Yeah, you know, a really good film. He always he always has just spectacular casts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think, I don't think he's going to put out anything bad. Um, it's just a question of how good. So, uh, but Dunkirk is, is a tough act to follow, but then again, you know, so was Inception. Then again, so were the dark, the dark Knight films. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'd like to see him tackle next. Man, he did the Dark Knight and then Inception. That was like, that's insane movies doing those together. Yeah. You know? Um, Did you know that Schindler's List and Jurassic Park came out in the same year? Really? Yeah. Spielberg released both of those in the same year. That's insane. See, that's, that's what I'd like to see Nolan do is something which is just more sort of a straight, straight up drama. Maybe not a Schindler's List type thing, but something which is drama rather than being uh, a war film an action film, a noir crime film, you know, all of his films have some component, some element of, of movement, action, dynamic, actual conflict within them. And I'd like to see his, 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 his directorial style applied to something where there is not, I mean, there's, there's conflict, but not conflict in the term, in terms of actual, like violent conflict. Yeah. So, uh, um, well, people, um, apparently people criticize him for, uh, his movies not having emotion. Have you heard about that? No. Yeah. Apparently, and apparently he addressed it with Dunkirk, but like, I think people accuse him of his movies not being emotional, which seems like utter nonsense. That is very, especially compared to a lot of filmmakers. Yeah. His, I mean, I, 
they're like in this the scene with in the Dark Knight Rises when Bruce and um uh what's the butler Alfred, Alfred. <laughs> um when they have this Leave kind of, yeah when they have this reveal of about Rachel from the Dark Knight that's a really emotional yeah. scene or the the scene that we were talking about earlier with Chloe the um, ledge scene in Inception right where you know DiCaprio and his wife are have this final moment and so you're like I, I don't get that at all and Dunkirk is, is very emotional at times so. well see that's the thing is is the emotion in this film is very restrained he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't go for the sort of maudlin crying over the top uh, it's very restrained and therefore it seems to me much more human because mm-hmm. it's not you know except for for some people who, who who do struggle with inner turmoil, you know, it's it's not a human thing to just go out and cry every five minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I appreciate that his films have a much more sort of restrained emotional component to them than a lot of other films, you know, where where you see people rending garments and gnashing their teeth and uh, crying and screeching and howling yeah. and you know I don't really know anybody who rins their garments and screams and yanks their hair. Oh, I do that in my off days. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. You should you should post some of that on YouTube. Yeah, you yeah. probably get big a lot of the, hits. the video version of with the film buds. <laughs> film buds, the I don't know. Yeah. The um, reckoning. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so he if yeah, so if you haven't seen Inception. Watch it. It's you know it's not gotta be on basically every streaming service by now. And if you haven't seen Dunkirk, go see it in the theater. Um, <coughs> uh, so yeah, any, any other things about Inception? Brad? No, I mean it's just it's just it's just a spectacular film, and I like it for the opposite reasons that I like Dunkirk. Dunkirk is very I think restrained. It relies on the visuals, the building of tension, whereas Inception is more dialogue storytelling driven the visual effects are superb and they dovetail in nicely with the story and so sort of opposite ends of the spectrum Mm. um feats of more sort of technical filmmaking versus feats of more sort of aesthetic filmmaking and uh, both of them i think are really so it's really hard for me i keep sort of flip-flopping back and forth Mm. as to which i think is the, the the preeminent sort of nolan film but and then it's it's and I I still say it's very hard because Memento, genius film. Yeah. You know, and I haven't seen the follow or following, but I've heard following is quite good as well. Yeah. I really want to see that. So gotta hit the Netflix sometime yeah. this week. Yeah, I think I think it's up there. So, um. All right. Um. Should we give this one star ratings or should? Yeah. All right. I might I might go heavy four and a half. It's heavy good. four and a half for Inception. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because that that first half, that first hour. Yeah, it, for me, it 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 somewhere four and a half five. It's up there. Like that. It's, it's it's up, up there. there. Yeah. It's up there. So again, any day of the week, you know, I vacillate between uh, Dunkirk and Inception. I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. <laughs> but both of them are really spectacular. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Um, with that done and over with, uh, we can get into a little bit of news from Comic-Con, because this past week there was Comic-Con, um, and so a bunch of trailers, a bunch of 
news and, and all this jazz. So um, I guess first, the biggest trailer, I guess, is Justice League. This is uh, the ne- uh, next DC movie. Um, and it's, you know, coming off the success of, or going to have to fight against the success of Wonder Woman, which did very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one uh, looks... I can't defend it. It looks like absolute garbage. Yeah. The same to me. I mean, it just it just looks awful. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Just just way overdone with all the CG and then the big the big battle at the end and I don't know. It just seems a little too over the top. Um, I have to wait and see what happens when it comes out. Yeah. Maybe it, it is. Maybe we should give it the benefit of the doubt because they did good things with Wonder Woman. But then again. Wonder Woman, it was mostly sort of the human act, uh, angle to it, the human, uh, that human human component, the humanity of it, uh, until the end when she fights a god played by David Poulos. <laughs> Great that's, moment. Yeah, that's when it, the whole thing, you know, I love the film up until the last bit. Yeah, that me too. last 10-minute fight scene, mm. I just kind of went, Neh. Yeah, um, and I mean, I'm a defender of the DC movies. I like Suicide Squad and... Batman v Superman to a certain extent. I don't think they're amazing movies, but I like them. And but this one I can't defend. I'm I don't mind what they're doing with Aquaman. I know it's ridiculous, but I I, I don't have any attachment to that character, so I don't really mind that he's this. Like, I don't think anybody has any attachment to that. Character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so I don't mind what they're doing with him. Um. I do like Ben Affleck as Batman. Um. But apparently now they're having to spend like twenty five million on reshoots. They're really? gonna, yeah, and they're having to digitally take out Henry Cavill's uh, facial hair that he has for the next mis- Mission Impossible. And so they're going to have to digitally remove that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because he, he have... leg- they said the studio legally um, forbid him or forbade him for uh, from shaving his beard for this, for this to go back and do the Justice League reshoots. So Crazy world. <laughs> <That's>, what? <laughs> That's freaking facial hair. Yeah. Well, it's apparently because you know then that would mess up the the character look from. from I mean, is he walking from one studio a couple blocks from from Justice League down to maybe Mission Impossible? And... Maybe so. I mean, I think he's he's currently shooting Mission Impossible, and so they can't. He can't just automatically be clean shaven randomly, you know. So. I don't know. I mean, how much money is it cost him to digitally do that versus hiring a makeup artist to That's get prob- some spear gum? Just <laughs> throw some, some, you know, powder hair, hair nubs at his yeah, face or I something. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I... Joss Whedon is taking over the directing after Zack Snyder had to step down, but it just does not look good, unfortunately. Well, I mean... It's like if you went to who was the great Renaissance sculptor Michelangelo Raphael, mm-hmm. one of them. If you if you went to a great Renaissance sculptor Raphael Raphael Michelangelo, one of one of them, one of the Ninja Turtles, and uh, one of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But um, went to one of them, said you're a great sculptor. We know you can you can turn this into a magnificent piece of art. Now here's your giant pile of steaming horse shit with which to do it. Yep. 
that's I mean it's I'm sure the movie's like two fifty or two hundred fifty million, and it's just like here take all this money, and oh yeah oh yeah I, I don't know it's I mean how many uh, the 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 big question is you know the metric we've been running with for the past week how many writers have worked on this script. Let's not even get into that. (laughs) (laughs) A dozen, two dozen. We're always hating on the writers. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I I think writers, I think writers generally do a good job if left to their own devices. I think what the problem is, is that you get these teams of writers and then you get multiple teams of writers and it's the whole rewrite versus revise thing Mm -hmm. that we've seen with so many of these scripts and they just, they, they, slice them up then suture them back together then graft on some other part and so you end up with this weird chimera monster of a script yeah and it's totally unwieldy and it turns into a piece of just utter fucking garbage (laughs) and um it's so i mean the big question is what kind of script will joss whedon be working with on this well apparently he's writing oh is he i think so i thought he was the Justice League? Yeah. Because it's done. They they got, mean, no, I mean, got... he's like, that's what part of the reshoots are about. He's reshooting some scenes that he wrote. Oh. Apparently. Oh. Yeah. So. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But. More power to him if we'll he can. See. But, I mean, again, there's that whole, if so much of it was already done and they bring him in to rework so much of it how much of the continuity is going to be destroyed by handing over the helm to Joss Whedon? I don't know. I think it's going to be an absolute fucking mess. So Yeah. No matter what. No matter what. I mean, that's, that's it's unfortunately... probably going to be three hours long. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. It's going to be... It's, it's probably just going to wind up being a disaster, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because so. Wonder Woman... Other than that last 10 or 15 minutes, Wonder Woman was was an imminently watchable film. And we're getting Wonder Woman 2 now. They announced it officially. Just no more God of War David Thewlis. Yeah. Just Please like, don't. Don't, don't, don't do that. Oh yeah. my God, it's a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone cares at this point. Uh, nobody cares at this point. No. Um, but that was... I'm sorry, that was... I, I like that twist... But then rather than, than being sort of a, a, a mischievous, manipulative type character who, who does something entirely sort of out of the blue at the end of Wonder Woman, you know, sort of the Weasley Parliament member, David Thewlis, and he's manipulating human uh, sort of behavior. Uh, no, he just turns into a giant muscular god and throws some tanks around with his mm. mind. I mean, yeah. And, Come on, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's such a cop out. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, particularly because I I like the character and I like how they treated him and he said, "I Mary's God of War." Really, this Weasley little parliamentary guy, he's the God of War. That's kind of that's kind of different. That's kind of cool. And he says, "You know, I didn't have to do anything. All I have to do is just a little push here, a little shove there, and you just do it yourselves. It's just human nature." Da da. I mean, okay. A little played out, but I like that 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 approach to rather than like you know i'm the god of war and i'm here and i'm giving weapons to everybody and you know um uh but instead of him doing something interesting he just turns into big muscly guy 
gets a big suit of armor mm-hmm. and throws some crap around his mind. So I, I think the problem is DC's going to do that again with Justice League. That's, that seems to be their M.O. Because that's what they did with Batman v Superman. The final, I was just talking to Will about this the other day, the final conflict, the really juicy conflict in that should have been the fight between Batman and Superman. There should have been more to it. But what happens, they slug it out for five minutes. And it's uh, over. And then it's over, and then Wonder Woman shows up, and they fight this giant genetic abomination thing, Kryptonian DNA, that the Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor character has somehow made. Yeah. And it just, it just, it just becomes preposterous, and, and I, it, don't, don't do that anymore. Don't, <laughs> don't do, do that. that. Don't do that, DC. Come on. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I just keep thinking of uh, the end of Avengers, where they're fighting this alien race but the alien race you know they did have their giant flying creatures but but their foot soldiers are more or less humanoid Mm -hmm. and so you have the big creatures so that you can have guys like thor and the hulk throw around their their big muscles but you know most of the really interesting you know the captain america the iron man hawkeye black widow uh they're all down on the ground uh, you know kicking butt and taking names and throwing fisty cuffs with, with all these freaky humanoid looking alien creatures. So with the with the Marvel stuff at least there's there's some element of, of actual, you know, when they when they fight, they're fighting believable thing. Whereas the D C stuff it's like, let's throw giant monsters at everybody all the time, giant and here's a god. <laughs> fight a god now. And it's I don't know. It just I understand for storytelling purposes it's more compelling, but it just it it it, it invites a level of just dumb yeah storytelling. Well it's just or, it's just because then then all of a sudden going from just some visual effects it's they're fighting massive CG thing. Mm-hmm. And again, not my I'm not I'm not a huge fan of, of that's what again why I like Dunkirk so much. Mm-hmm. Practical effects. Practical effects. That's where it's at. That's why that's why that's why uh Mad Max Fury Road was so good. Mm-hmm. That's why uh Star Wars Force Awakens was so good. Um and generally even the even the Star Trek films. I've never in the Star Wars Star Trek dichotomy, I've never been a big fan big Trekkie guy, but these more recent films have been spectacular. Yeah. In, in retrospect, actually, the, the whole Star Wars or Star Trek filmography, because they don't overdo the gonzo effects. That being said, I do understand that it was, I think, uh, Industrial Light Magic that did the first major CG thing with the Genesis effect from, what was it, Wrath of Khan? But, yeah, that sounds right. But um, they haven't overused the CG with, you know, let's just throw lots and lots of alien races that are all CG in there. Let's have giant monsters that are all CG in there. Let's, you know... So, those two things do sort of show up. I'm thinking of the first Star Trek with J.J. Abrams at the helm. There is a big monster that chases Kirk across the ice, but it's a brief interlude. Yeah. As opposed to a climactic final battle. Um, so, I don't know... The DC stuff all seems to sort of cop out to the the major CG thing, and I just you know I think I keep thinking of that horrible piece of claptrap that was the Green Lantern. Oh yeah, it's really and bad. And then he comes back and makes fun of that Deadpool, and he talks about what the the CG green body suit yeah. thing. 
<laughs> and how preposterous that was. Mm-hmm. And it, it was utterly ridiculous. Yeah. So the DC films seem to just all sort of fall back on overuse of CG. So I'm really not excited about it. You can tell that happens with this next one. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Um, so, um, yeah, so, uh, that's, don't have much else to say about that one, but then there's the, uh, <laughs> um, Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One, mm-hmm. which is based off the novel by Ernest Klein, is that his name? Yeah. Um, and it's a virtual reality kind of action movie, um, and I thought this one looked really cool. It could be, it could, could turn out terrible, but I, I love Spielberg, and I, I think it looks very interesting. Yeah, well, it's funny we were talking about the overuse of CG with uh, Justice League because this is a film, massive use of CG, because I, I haven't read the book, maybe I should read the book, but from understand, what I understand, it's all about the existence. What is it? They refer to it in the trailer as the, uh, the, missing, the, the missing millions. So yeah, something like because that. Because they sort I mean, of switch off from reality and tune into virtual reality. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, and yeah, so it is like a huge virtual reality world. So there are is a bunch of CG, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I, I think the visuals, and I think Spielberg knows how to handle CG most of the time. Yeah, like the BFG, which I was actually just rewatching this morning. Ton of CG in that movie, but it's one of the prettiest looking movies. Mm-hmm. That I've seen in a long time, and um, so I, I trust him more than I do Zack Snyder or someone. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess the big question is: is it, is the CG serving some sort of purpose, an embellishment to the story, uh, or something that um, heightens or improves the storytelling? Uh, and obviously with Ready Player One being that it's a lot of it takes place in virtual reality, you can't escape CG. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus sort of an expedient way to, you know, hey, we can make a giant monster, let's make a giant monster and put it in. And so it gives you a shortcut to a climactic battle rather than really forcing you to think about the climactic battle. Yeah. Um, and figure out some way to make a really fascinating, compelling climactic battle that serves the story yeah yeah um but and there's a lot of like 80s i guess mostly 80s nostalgia or yeah there's like hot wheels is i see hot wheels in there there's hot wheels there was the uh the delorean from back to the future those Uh, of you the iron giant yeah those Um, of you who are yeah there was the iron giant reference those of you who are anime buffs would recognize the motorcycle from akira mm. um but it's, uh, I don't, I don't know. I usually don't like pandering like that, but I think it's almost so aware that it's pandering that it's okay. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel as I watch that and I thought, well, I can make a lot of goofy pop culture references and write a fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe... Good maybe one, Ernest he, Klein. Yeah, maybe he has transcended the pop culture references and there, he, there is a sort of self-awareness to them. If it is just sort of blatant pop culture references... I mean, that's like everybody else. It's just, you know, everybody seems to be making careers out of just shitloads of obscure pop culture references yeah. these days. Which. There's, yeah, because they have nothing left. 
do do offer. something new. It's yeah. like we 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 talk, we mention this every week with regards to the film industry. They just keep dredging up properties because they can't seem to do anything new. Yeah. So. And so it, it is nice that this one is kind of an original movie in a way. It's yeah, not that yeah. original, and it's based off a novel, but at least it's not a reboot or something. Yeah, you know? it's not a reboot. It's not a remake. Um, it's not Steven Spielberg Jaws Part Seven. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, apparently he has like a movie coming out like at least every year for the next four or five years. Really? Yeah. He's busy away doing huh. stuff. Yeah. I'm curious as to what he's he's up to. Yeah. Um, he has stuff. some period movie coming up with Mark Rylance. Mark Rylance is in Ready Player One too, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's huh. doing like at least four films, I guess, total now with him. But because um, BFG five. was. BFG, Bridge of Spies. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. Bridge of Spies. How could I forget that? Yeah. Brilliant film. Mm-hmm. Brilliant film. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm always interested in, in what Sp- uh, Spielberg is doing, so I'm, I'm in for that one. Um, and then the... Um, I guess the last one, the other big one is Bright, which is the new Netflix movie coming mm-hmm. out in December, I think. And it's directed by David Ayer, who did... Uh, Suicide Squad, Fury, End of Watch, End of Watch yeah. um, and has Will Smith, Numir Pass from the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, um, Joel Edgerton, and mm. it's kind of a modern fantasy where there are orcs and elves in modern society, and Joel Edgerton plays an orc who has to be a police, or who is a police officer and is partnered up with the human character played by will smith um and it's all about that i guess those dynamics but what would you think about this one um it was kind of hit and miss for me yeah there's some stuff i really liked in it like i like the the idea of having an orc in modern society yeah and him being a police officer of all things but well, then there's some awful visual designs in yes this. That's kind of what got me as well, is I like the concept in a way, but I'm I'm a little hesitant about it because it's an interesting concept, but we've already sort of been there, done that, and I kind of wonder to what extent this is sort of a ripoff of, of District 9, where I don't know, yeah. I don't know that in it's way, necessarily yeah. a ripoff of District 9, but a... It borrows heavily from it, shall we say? Mm-hmm. This whole concept of uh, of something non-human existing within a human society. Yeah, I mean, District Nine obviously was a little different, but I think you know if you watch the trailer for Bright, it's got the you know Elf Zone, Stay Out, in, which is sort of again the quarantine zone from District Nine. The elves look terrible, by the way. And yeah, a lot of the uh, the visual effects are bright, looked a little chintzy. They look like the Suicide Squad, yeah, ones, which I'm hoping there's not much of. But I'll watch anything Numir Pass is in. Yeah, and it's interesting same. to see her in this movie, as she's, I think I guess she's an elf or something. Yeah, she was great in the uh, the Swedish version of Girl with the Dragon. Yeah, Tattoo and Prometheus and, and Prometheus. Um, and so it's it's cool to see her in a movie like this. But it is. I think it's a good thing that this movie is being released on Netflix because I feel like if it came out in theaters, it would bomb yeah. really hard. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, we don't have to go see this out in the theater. It looks kind of weird, but we can always turn it off after ten minutes if we want. Let's give it a try. 
Yeah. So who knows? But I feel I like mean, it's one I could come to love if people hate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might have some sort of cult status eventually. Uh, it it for all we know, I mean, it could be it could be well written. If you set the visual effects aside, if you set the premise aside, it could be well written. It could be a very compelling story. It could be, you know, the acting. I'm sure it's going to be spectacular. I love Joel Edgerton after seeing him in Loving. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I really need to see him in, uh, what was the other one he just did recently? The House in the Woods or whatever that is? Oh, It Comes at Night? It Comes at Night. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. He's good. Uh, that was supposed to be spectacular. I've been told I need to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's you know, really good. David Ayer, I really, End of Watch and Fury, both are spectacular. Suicide Squad, I haven't seen. Everybody I know hates it. But then again... Then again, you know, knowing the DC properties and how all of that was played out, that may not necessarily, the fault for that may not necessarily have to be laid at his feet. I don't think it is, yeah. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I won't say I'm excited about Bright, but I will say... Curious. I'm curious. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Will Smith... I do like Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been getting that, some backlash lately. I, I mean, I, I don't think he's, he's brilliant, done, but I think he was he was good in Suicide Squad, and but I don't I don't know why people are hating on him right now. I don't know. It's mostly because he's taken. I think he's a good actor, but he's taken a lot of just utter shit roles. Yeah, a lot of just complete shit roles. <laughs> uh, go watch him in Six Degrees of Separation. Amazing. I haven't seen I that. I mean, that was like the first film he really cut his teeth on, on acting in film, in cinema. And uh, he's really spectacular at it. And um, sort of plays a, a young grifter who is able to, to take advantage of uh, some, some well-meaning, uh, well-meaning family who's a little too naive for their own good. And uh, it's really, really interesting film really well done and he's excellent in it um if i remember it's been a very long time since i've seen it but um but i think i mean he concussion he was supposed to be good in that i didn't see that i didn't but i heard bad things about the movie overall did you i think so because he got a lot of nods awards yeah i think he did nods for his performance in it yeah um Trying to think of what else he's done. I mean, obviously, Suicide Squad. There was Focus. He was okay. I mean, he was fine in Focus. Yeah. But. Uh, trying to remember what else he's done. After Earth, blech. Yeah. Um, garbage. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is most of the roles he's taken have been garbage. Oh, I like him in iRobot. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big iRobot fan. Yeah, so. I like iRobot a lot. He was really good in that. I'm trying to remember what all he's done. Hitch. But, didn't see Hitch. Oh, you should see Hitch. In Pursuit of Happiness. Didn't see that. He was good in it. Was he? I mean, it's a little over, very over sentimental, but yeah, he's he's good in that it. That strikes me as an over sentimental. was released around Christmas, wasn't it? They, I think they so. They love to go for the super maudlin, happy feel good films. Yeah. Around Christmas time. Um. So yeah, bright. I'm curious. I'm not. I don't know that I'm necessarily excited. But I'm curious, mm-hmm. and I'll have to wait and see what the consensus is when it gets released. Did you see that Christopher Nolan called having a movie released on Netflix pointless? He said he would never ever work with Netflix because he thinks it's pointless. 
That's fine. That's his opinion. I, I still stand against everything that he feels. And apparently Will Smith, at his panel for Bright, kind of like backlashed at that. Or Yeah. But, yeah. I don't think it's pointless. Yeah. I mean, Netflix is... Oak, is Oakja. Don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't need to see that in a theater. Usually I would always prefer to see a movie in a theater, especially something like Dunkirk. Yeah. But Oakja or something, I don't mind. Really. I mean, the the point is, they found a business model. It works, and they've if it's put a good out movie, some. It's a good movie. Yeah, they've put out some good stuff. Glow recently. Watch that. Speaking of stuff that's been released at Comic Con, the Stranger Things season two trailer, mm. spectacular. Narcos, supposed to be really good. Yet. Black Mirror. I mean, Netflix is doing quality product. Just because Christopher Nolan says he doesn't want to do anything with Netflix doesn't invalidate what Netflix has done. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I don't I don't understand why, but Christopher Nolan has a very sort of anachronistic view of film, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you know, I wish film and Netflix could coexist. I think they should be able to. Um, everybody thought film was going to die when the TV re- was released, and then it didn't. Uh, and film is. Well, film itself is not, I don't know, necessarily struggling right now. Theaters are struggling. Mm-hmm. Which, um, theaters and film are sort of inextricably linked. You can't, you can't separate the two. But that's the thing is, I, I wish at least theaters and Netflix could coexist. But I mean, to, to completely say that Netflix is a platform for media, uh, and particularly for um, original media, is in val- I mean that's that's preposterous. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. Christopher Nolan, his whole, I only shoot on seventy millimeter. <laughs> you know, I only use film stock. All my films have to be shown in the original film stock. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole auteur bullshit thing. <laughs> yeah. Get over yourself. Yeah. You know. Um. But I don't. You know. Who am I? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a common plebeian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we so all my are. opinion, my opinion doesn't count for anything. Yeah. He's Christopher Nolan. He's he's the head of the. He's pantheon. the he's the top dog. Um, yeah. Um, and there was the Pacific Rim Uprising trailer, but there's honestly not much to say. There's about. not much to see. It's yeah, some it's pretty graphics, and then John Boyega shows up. Yeah, and says some I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to it. But it's, I mean, it doesn't even come out until next fall, I think. So. Yeah, it's, um, it's a ways down the road yet. Uh, so maybe when we get an actual, some more footage, or real footage, then we can talk about it. But, um, and um, I guess one final thing um, is there's there was a announcement that the RoboCop, like, anniversary is coming up. And so it's getting a, re- a re-release in theaters, like a lot of movies do at one point the or the other original yeah original not not the garbage remake so the original with peter weller and, yeah and uh god what's the name of the actor who was on that 70s show um that guy and I, I know who you're talking yeah. about um but what um what is the bad guy uh, yeah what uh classic movies would you want to see if you could pick one or pick some and to see in the theater which one would it be do you think it probably I know some of the ones I would say are probably like ones that do get theatrical releases. I just haven't seen them, but like Psycho, Rear Window, 
Shining. Shining would be a good the one. Shining. Yeah. The Shining. I mean, absolutely because I mean the visuals are stunning. And in Star Wars, use, the first use of a steady cam. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the Star Wars? Well, no, I wouldn't say any of the Star Wars films. <laughs> New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Um. I would love to watch either of those. Return of the Jedi, absolutely not. I hate Ewoks. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I hate Ewoks. <laughs> I really, Fair really, enough. really loathe Ewoks. I mean, that's, uh, that's the thing. Every time I've always discussed Star Wars with people, I've always seen the trajectory as New Hope, George Lucas, brilliant idea, wants to tell a story, makes it brilliant piece of filmmaking blockbuster right that's where the blockbuster uh, phrase came from Mm -hmm. and he held because fox stupidly didn't think it was going to do anything they allowed him to retain all of the licensing rights so he made huge money off the toys and so then he goes and makes empire which again is intended to be excellent classic storytelling but by, by the time Empire comes and is huge and makes money and he starts making more money off of the licensing than he does the films themselves. That's messed up. He realizes, hey, there's more money in the toys and the marketing than there is in the films, which generally there is, mm-hmm. which is the stupid thing about it. But, but so then the time Return of the Jedi rolls around, he starts focusing more on the marketing aspect. And so he throws in Ewoks and then he starts doing the new the the second arc and so he he comes up with Phantom Menace and he throws Jar Jar Binks in and uh, Gungans and thinking toys and plushies and and just huge backlash Mm -hmm. and you'll notice how the arc of the first trilogy moves towards more marketable crap and then the arc of the second trilogy moves from uh, theoretically marketable crap away from that and towards more compelling storytelling again. So the end, the end film, um, Revenge of the Sith, is actually quite good. And then J.J. Abrams took over, and now it's all about the storytelling again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, obviously there's going to be market, market toy tie-ins and shit like that, but that's, that's secondary compared to the, the importance of the story. So, uh, I don't know what films would I like to see... Blade Runner, which I did have the fortune of seeing last year. The visuals were stunning when it first came out. They're still stunning Still, still great now, yeah. Um, I want to see a, um, like a Charlie Chaplin movie. Like I w- would love to see City Lights in the theater. Or maybe a Gold Rush or yeah. something. Because like I've never seen a silent movie in a theater. Besides the artist. <laughs> yeah, guess. that doesn't count. So yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Um, so um, I'd love to see a, a Chaplin movie. Yeah, a Chaplin or like a Buster Keaton film yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that that would be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Just something the 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 heyday of cinema. Yeah, or maybe like Top Hat with uh, Frank uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then as cliched ones like Casablanca or right. You know. I did see. Uh, or uh, some like it hot. That's one of my favorite comedies, the Marilyn oh, Monroe. Yeah, I'd love Marilyn to see that Monroe. one. Yeah. In the in the theater. Um, I saw Gone with the Wind in the theaters. Classic How's piece that? of filmmaking. I just don't like Gone with the Wind. I'm not crazy about it either. I don't like Citizen Kane either. I'll just put I, that out. I, there. I yeah. I'm kind of meh. 
you know, my for 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 my money, my favorite film of all time, Doctor Strangelove. Mm, nice. Bam, Doctor Strangelove. Nice. That's why you know I I love my Kubrick. I love my Kubrick. Mm. What can I say? Shining. Yeah, Doctor Strangelove. Barry Lyndon. Uh, just just got a Criterion announcement. Barry Lyndon. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cool. Kind of kind of couple months I think. Uh. Yeah, so I'll have to I'll have to keep my eyes peeled for that. Then I I want a copy of that. Um. Oh God. Any Kurosawa film? Oh sure, definitely. Any I would Kurosawa love to see a Kurosawa film. movie in a. Ron Kagemusha, any of the trilogy Yojimbo, Sanjuro. Uh, I forget what the third one is in that. Seven Samurai. Oh yeah, that'd be right? a cool one to see in the theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So any Kurosawa film, I would absolutely love to see in the theater. So, um, you know, any of those Japanese, Ozu, Mizoguchi, mm-hmm. um, all their films, the visuals, I, the, the Japanese aesthetic, I've always, you know, I spent a year in Japan, I've always liked the Japanese aesthetic, very, very restrained, mm-hmm. I do very too. structured, very clean, um, and that translates well into the film. And so, um, but yeah, particularly Kurosawa. And his big samurai epics, yeah. I think, would be spectacular. Another practical effects. Yeah. You know, which is awesome. Well, so. he, he didn't have the luxury of CG <laughs> yeah. back then. But still. but still, yeah, I mean, they, they were a triumph of, of filmmaking. Cinema and of, at the time. Yeah, th- uh, of effects. I mean, staging battles that size. It's and insane. And guys on horseback and archers and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, even the stuff you you know, not like Ron, not like Kaiyamusha, where it's it's more sort of you know Redbeard, or um, well, sort of Seven Samurai, but you know where where it's a smaller scale type thing. Even those films are spectacular to watch. Yeah, like the the Samurai trilogy. The yeah, um, can't remember the. Subtitle. I'm trying to remember it's what it's called, but I know it was Yojimbo, Sanjiro, and then the third one. I can't remember. Yeah, I would head, love to but. see those. Um, but yeah, um, I, yeah, so I may check out RoboCop if it's showing around here. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I really like the original, so. I remember the character's name now, Clarence Boddicker. That's not a bad guy. Yeah. But I can't remember the actor's name, Kurt. Didn't he just recently die? Kurt something. Wasn't Kurt something? I think so, maybe. But did, did he? Did, didn't the, the villain guy recently die? I think he may have. Maybe. I don't mm, remember hearing maybe. that. I don't know. I may be wrong about that. I know Martin Landau died. Yeah. I haven't heard anything else about it. A lot of people have been dying re- re- recently. Yeah, well, so. uh, Chris Cornell from Suicide, Justin and, Bennington uh, from Suicide. Yeah, the, from, yeah. The, from Lincoln Park. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Uh, Martin Landau and George Romero from Old Age. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, um, the, guy, the, who put, the guy who just played the, or who was the father in Home Alone died. Oh, yeah. John um, something. John, John, John... Heard? No. Heard. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he recently passed, and so um, it's just too bad. Um, yeah. There have been a lot of deaths lately, which is... But the Lincoln Park one came out of nowhere. Yeah, so. well, um, anytime suicide happens, it's it's pretty much... Yeah. I mean, even if there are telltale signs, the timing of it is never an easy thing to predict. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's, that's, it's sad. Why, why somebody would want to do that? I, I don't know. 
mm-hmm. you know, especially somebody who's contributed as much, done as much, gained as much, you know, but then again, depression is what it is, and yeah. you can't, unfortunately, you can't dodge it. Um, I don't know. Uh, would I see RoboCop in the theaters? Maybe. Maybe if you had a lazy Sunday. <laughs> I saw I saw the Frank Miller one, which I believe was the second one in the theaters. Um, with the crack addicted robot or whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, interesting concept, but not not really my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe just for nostalgia's sake, but really not that keen. I was never big on the RoboCop thing a lot of people look back at it oh robocop but it was never never that exciting for me so um yeah so i think it comes out sometime this fall so maybe look out for that if you're a robocop fan and um if you have any ideas for movies you'd like to see in the theater the film buds podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you questions and comments so please feel free to send us some um but yeah, so I guess that's all the news we got, and we can just do our picks of the week. Sure. Um, for Chloe, she was what? T- she was talking about some show. Um. Not not Fargo. Oh shit. Um. <laughs> She'll have to remind us <laughs> next yeah. time. Yeah. Um, can't remember. I was gonna just pick kind of pick one for her, but oh well. Um. Brandon, what's yours? Uh, I've been watching. Uh, well, I've been watching The Strain. I started watching that finally. Two episodes of that out, and I'm mm-hmm. enjoying it. So it's one of you know one of my guilty pleasures. Um, other than that, I just rewatched Selma recently. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, spectacular film. Um, I think that's on Amazon Prime. Maybe. Oh, is it? Maybe. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It's it's fascinating to see how they humanize Dr. King. Um, so it's, you know, he... Seeing his human flaws, I mean, brings him down to a level that it's... it's It just emphasizes how the humanity of all of us mm-hmm. and really makes, I think, what he was doing, his struggle, his message, um, it, it makes it resonate all that much better, all that much more. So, yeah. uh, really reminds us of what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's spectacular. I'm trying to think of what else I've been watching recently. Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly just, as I said, The Strain, rewatched Selma, um, which the performances in that are very good. Spectacular. Daniel yeah. Oyelowo. Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name. Uh, and who's it? Carmen Njogo? I think so, yeah. Was she in Born to be Blue? I didn't see Born to, Born to be Blue. Oh, you should see it. Chet Baker. It's about Chet Baker. Yeah, yeah. I do want to see it. I think she was the actress in that. Mm. And she's she's quite good. And just the rapport that she and had, uh, had with uh, Ethan Hawke was just astounding mm-hmm. so um i think that was her god check quickly if you can i just want to make sure i'm not wrong on that all right um, but um 
But yeah, Soma was a spectacular film. Um, God, I don't know. Mostly I've just been paying attention to stuff coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, it, it and, was. And, Carmen. Okay. And uh, I'm mostly just super excited about uh, Stranger Things Season 2. So nice. that's, that's, that's how I get my rocks off. So Stranger, <laughs> Stranger, Stranger Things is, is just such an amazing series and being a child of the 80s and growing up with that kind of... They capture the feel of that so well without it being just sort of a, a cloying throwback to it. It's more of an homage, but mm-hmm. done in a very modern way with modern sensibilities, but having a lot of the, the feel of those 80s sort of science fiction supernatural suspense you know mm. so plus we get to see we get to see the kids uh running around in ghostbuster costumes which will be super yeah why not they are so. uh, yeah well for me i was just while well, she's talking about the steven spielberg's the bfg which i think is on netflix mm-hmm. um a very charming easy watch um very underrated came out last year um, based off the Roald Dahl, uh, not our story. Beautiful to look at. Mark Rylance is fantastic. The the little girl in it is amazing. If you need an easy, simple watch, that should be on Netflix. Don't hold me to that, but I think it is. Um, if not, you can rent it for a couple bucks somewhere. Um, and, and I also watched Kong Skull Island the other day, and it was just terrible. Really? <laughs> it's just bad. Huh. I, it got decent reviews, but I thought it was awful. Isn't that one of the... Part of the new Godzilla monster universe. Yeah, with the mummy and all that yeah, to bring it back. Yeah. I or, think no, I, no, that's that's different. That's a different thing. It's, this is like Godzilla, King Kong, and okay. others. The, the dark universe, quote-unquote, is the mummy, the invisible man. Okay. Yeah, it's all It's all different. <laughs> Um, I can't. I got. I got. I can't keep all my monster movies straight. Yeah, um, but yeah, don't watch Kong Skull Island. Just came out on Blu-ray. Don't watch it. Um, it's basically garbage. <laughs> Ouch! And that has some good actors in it too. It does, so, and they're not. Everyone is just phones it in so hard. Yeah. Like no one. I really like Tom Hiddleston. Really like yeah. Brie Larson. Larson. Um, and it's, yeah, a disappointment. But so yeah, BFG for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, Brain, do you have anything else you want to say? Not really. Um, just, you know, a lot of news coming out of San Diego Comic-Con, some good, some bad. Um, did you see that, um, did you see that video of the, uh, Gal Gadot comforting that young fan? No. Okay, yeah, there's this, um, when the Justice League were at a panel, this young little girl came in over to her. And she was, like, in some type of, I guess, Wonder Woman costume. But she was either upset beforehand or Gal Gadot was so moving that this girl kind of, like, started crying. Hmm. But, like, this Gal Gadot, like, leans over the table and is, like, comforting this little girl. And it's really cute. So watch that. Hmm. That's my pick of the week. <laughs> oh, that's, um, that's, that's, that's nice. Yeah. It's, like, that's very touching, in fact. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that's and that's like I think it went like viral with that video, and so you can oh. find it anywhere, um, if you're curious. Um, Just interesting point of fact. They were, I think it was, Lebanon, refused to play Wonder Woman. It was a it was a couple countries. Really? I, yeah. Yeah, because Gal Gadot is Israeli. Mm-hmm. 
And so they all refuse to play Wonder Fuck. Woman. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll refrain. I'll hold judgment to myself, but, <laughs> but I mean, that's just whatever. Yeah. Um, but all right. I guess that's about all we got. Um, thanks for joining us. And I guess next week, um, I mean, I, want, I really want to see Atomic Blonde. I mean, I'm going to see it either way. And I still saw Valerian over the weekend, which I really enjoyed. But um, you're talking about a ghost story, which is opening up at the Chelsea here in yeah. Chapel Hill, um, which I'm I'm dying to see I'm that. Really is it just well. got the poster I for it. I love Rooney Mara. I love yeah. Casey Affleck. Mm-hmm. Even his despite poor his... judgment aside. Yeah, um, and so maybe both, but I would say well, at least I'm, we can definitely do a ghost story because that one's kind of the more different movie and we may either add atomic blonde or maybe do a retro review of some ghost movie there's got to be some something out there that's would connect to it somehow yeah um it's 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 tough i don't know i don't know ghost story i'm really looking forward to it but i don't know casey Affleck and what he's done oh, yeah i know it's horrible it's, yeah it's not good it's despicable but mm-hmm. i mean uh what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah i know I mean, what did, I don't know. There's just a lot of ideological stuff wrapped up in that. I mean, the problem, is, you know, I've had a lot of discussions with some of my coworkers about this before, is how do you disentangle the artist from some of the reprehensible, like Ma- Michael Fassbender, for instance, right? Right. Um, and how do you entang- disentangle these artists and the brilliant work that they do from their personal behavior and, and the reprehensible acts that they carry out? But... I don't know. Anyhow, you're trying to wrap this no, up. No, no, a discussion no, no. It's for fine. Time. Um, but I mean, but yeah, I, mean done, I agree. He's done some really spectacular work. Michael Fassbender has done a lot of really spectacular work. But the things that they've done, I mean, these these, these accusations, stuff. yeah, leveled against them mm-hmm. are, I mean, that's 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 reprehensible. Yeah. The, the, that kind of act. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How do you do you equivocate? Do you do you do you what do you do so to have to go watch this kind of a, it's a gray area where it's like okay do i like the movie if he if he is amazing like do i like manchester by the sea i do yeah. love manchester by the sea he, he's amazing in it but then you got an academy award yeah but then he's while that was coming out he had all these things yeah coming and so okay then how do i feel about him how does that affect the movie so it's it's a yeah. weird it would make for an interesting discussion yeah um um so yeah i'm I, so yeah i think we'll i think definitely a, a ghost story is a probably the one we'll be doing and then we'll f- i'll keep you updated on the website which is filmbuds.com or the filmbuds.com um and we'll let you know about the other stuff we'll be doing so just stay updated for that um and again send us your questions and comments if you want we read them on the show so we'd love to hear from you um and but yeah and you can follow us at the the film buds on facebook and on twitter um and brayden thank you so much for coming on always appreciate it and thank you chloe i'm sure hopefully she's absent yeah hopefully she made it to this part in the show (laughs) after whatever she's been doing so um thank you for being on that's awesome and hopefully we'll see you next week too and we might actually have jacob who was going to be on the last show he actually might be with us next week um in person so uh and he will actually show up maybe i don't know we'll see 
Um, he's an, an, a bit of an enigma, so, um, all right. Yeah, that's about it. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed it. Um, we, we always enjoy doing it and we hope you do too. So, uh, until next time, we'll see you later.